I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. No, it doesn't start to come back. The knot's like everything else. I just found the rope and I did it. Same way I can, I can read, I can write. I can add, subtract, I can make coffee, I can shuffle cards, I can set up a yes, chessboard. Yes, yes, it will come back. I mean, no, it's not coming back, goddammit, that's the point. Pont Neuf. <laughs> this is Filmsack. <laughs> Sure. Greetings and welcome back to Film Sack. This is Film Sack, man in the very depths of film entertainment for all mankind. This is episode 558. I'm Scott Johnson, joined today by Brian. This starts as a hell of an episode of the most dangerous catch Dunaway. Oh, that's good comparison. Oh, hi. hi. This week on Film Sack, we. Dramatic pause. Meanwhile, in the Mediterranean <laughs> Sea, on a boat full of Italian fishermen, game of poker, and me, passed out topless on a table that is probably used for gutting fish. Gross. It is SEAL Team. Who is me? Wait, who am I? And why does everything smell like fish? And can I get a ratty sea sweater to cover my shame and my two bullet hole riddled back? Tis but a flesh wound. And can I have a job doing pull-ups on the boat deck and spending hours looking into a mirror asking the questions, who am I? And why am I so damn ruggedly handsome? And why do I have this burning desire to climb walls like some spider daemon? Spider-Matt. Damn it. Spider-Matt. Spider-Matt does whatever. Oh, no. I'm having a total recall. Now I remember there was a guy on a yacht with a bunch of little yachties, and I couldn't shoot him because that would make me bad. Okay. And now, as I run away, he is throwing bullets at me because that is the only way I can explain these skin-deep bullet wounds. Oh, no, I'm feeling faint. Randy, stop poking around on my hip skin looking for my capsule-sized two-factor authentication Swiss bank account device that I have in case I get amnesia. Oh, good. I'm glad I planned for that. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. You spent most oh of your God. time on the boat. That's interesting. Yeah. I yeah. couldn't even get off the freaking boat. There's so this this is film sack extraordinaire. Yeah, this it is, is delicious. Mm, chef's kiss. Chef's Thank kiss. You. All right, Randy is also with us. Randy, he's working in an office before he was activated to kill Jason Bourne. Jordan. Aloha, Scott. Brian. Brian. And welcome to everyone else joining us who might also be named Brian or Josh or Steve or David. Thank you. And and remember. 
Please don't make any sudden movements around the rest of our guests, because in addition to not knowing who they are, they don't know what they're capable of. But we're here to set you straight. Every one of you is going to take your next steps toward a new life that only an amnesiac could possibly appreciate, especially with your signed copy of my book, How to Be a Blank Slate of a Man. You, too, are going to live a life of fabulous luxury, as long as you first take care of a few loose ends and don't question your own supernatural anonymity too much. And also, follow my three easy steps. Number one. And this really is number one. Get your hands on a fortune in cash. American cash. This is actually my number one step in every other self-help book I've ever written. Number two, (laughs) don't sweat the small stuff. I know you're a tactical genius with situational awareness that's unrivaled. But when you find yourself being pursued because you're carrying a bright red bag, eh, maybe don't switch it out for literally any other bag on earth. Number three. Always go with it when you're feeling horny for the person you just met and who dragged you into running for your life across multiple countries. I mean, (laughs) that'll be a relationship that definitely works out. Yeah, that's one built to last for sure. Uh Yeah, we've seen that last couple of weeks. Transporter had that, too. It's like something about action and being with somebody and let's do it. Sometimes it's better than other times. Uh, Hey, finally, we got Brian we cut his hair, dyed it, and then performed coitus ibit. That's all we had to do. <sighs> Marie, I'm, I'm telling you, I don't know who I am. I don't have any memory of anything before two weeks ago when I was found floating five miles off the coast of Marseille. But it's 2022, and thanks to you and this laptop you brought me, I should be able to piece together an idea of who I am using social media. All right, <laughs> let's, let me log into Twitter. Somehow I remember my password. Shit potatoes. Uh, okay, let's see what I've written here. Uh, tweet about Ben Affleck. Tweet about Ben Affleck. Tweet about Ben Affleck. Okay, what is a Gili and why am I raving about it so much? Uh, all right, let's let's move off of Twitter. Maybe Instagram. Uh, let's see, photo. Oh, wow, I, I dated her? Oh, oh my gosh, and her? Uh, okay, I'm going to have to bookmark this page and look at it a little bit later when I'm alone. Uh, all right, how about YouTube? Let's see if there are any videos that I've recorded recently. Uh, Wait a minute. I did a crypto.com ad during the Super Bowl? (laughs) Nice. And I'm sure cryptocurrency is really kicking butt right now, right? No? No? All right. Pull that pen out of that guy's hand so I can shove it in my eyes. (laughs) (laughs) Nicely done. That was a... Dude Had brought a, a knife to a pen fight. It was yeah. not good. <laughs> right. yeah, exactly. yeah, he did. Oh my gosh. Three, three more pens. It could have been Wolverine. Yeah. Yeah. That two was, more pens, I guess. That that still got me pulling that pen out of your hand like that. Oh, yes. Putting it in and pulling it out both uh I think equally painful. Yeah. yeah. In fact, yeah. you know what? Here. You waxed your anus. Gross. Yeah, that grossed me out. <laughs> <laughs> of all the things that grossed me out, we'll get to it early. It was really? that. I, yeah. And you, was, you also mentioned the, the previous gross out for me that was so minor but so ever-present, which is if you just dyed a woman's hair, you are not going to be making out with her. You're not going to yeah, get that smell. Close. Just yeah. imagine what that – oh, my gosh. That's yeah, a smell, but also the smell. It's, it's still it's still like, hey. you know, uh, what do you call it? Stainy. It'll get on other stuff. Yeah. 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 Oh, oh there's that too. He, he had been on. He had been on the ocean for two weeks, fishing in that same sweater for two weeks, and slept outside. There was no way that I I could even pay attention because of the reek. Well, I yeah, was imagining I in my this, head. There's, there's a scene where he disembarks. Right, he gets off the boat, 
Right. And, and then you're just like, okay, go straight to a public shower. Like, just like, yeah. Yeah. Right. like you're just walking. Close right all from- and on. Yeah. yeah. Plus you're Watch not allowed that. to make out with anybody unless four days have passed since you last puked. That's, that's my rule. <laughs> You gotta have. She just right. the day she before the bank or something, didn't yeah, she? Yeah, no, too, she actually, yeah. Same day, I think. It's too. It's yeah. too soon. You gotta give it time. You can't just four be days. making out. Oh my lord! Uh, four <laughs> days. I don't know. I mean, I, I listen. Uh, brush your teeth. I'm probably good for ten minutes. Yeah, so. yeah. Oh, I'm. I consider myself lucky for any girl who would. Uh, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, how many how many girls have I slept with that actually puked while I was sleeping with them? Yeah, I mean, there's right. so many. Uh, yeah, there's too many to count. Really, we've lost count. Uh, the Born Identity is the movie. If this hasn't become apparent to anybody, the 2002 yeah. action-packed Doug Liman joint, The Born Identity, with uh, your Matt Damon and your Chris Cooper and your. Uh, oh, I watched the 1988 made-for-TV oh, Born Identity with Jacqueline oh. Smith. Oh, yeah. no! Oh. No, I had uh, uh, Richard Chamberlain was the Richard Chamberlain, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, uh, this is news to me because I didn't know this existed in any other form until this weekend when I watched this and yeah. was digging around. I was oh, like, yeah. "What? Wait, what? My mom's favorite? No idea. Actor Ooh. of all time, <laughs> the Thornbirds, Richard yeah. Chamberlain. Yeah, that guy, Shogun Richard Chamberlain, yeah. the Romance in the Stone knockoff." Uh, uh, what was that? What was he in? It was uh, oh, the other uh, series, Indiana Jones series. Uh, oh. Quartermain, Alan Quartermain. Quartermain, and her, yeah. Quartermain that's it. Yeah, God, man. we got to get to Quartermain. Yeah, we we'll really get do. there. Yeah. We'll get there. But anyway, boy, Born Identity. Boy, oh, go boy did I read these books when I was a kid. Like, did I you really? Like, oh, really? I was like a teenager. Fan? Yeah, well, so, no, I mean, my dad was. So he had, like, basically all through the 80s, uh, every summer my parents would take take me and my brother on like one of these driving vacations where we would spend weeks driving to Yellowstone and back. Like my, it was, it was a lot more time in car than actual vacation. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. And, right, right. and I remember like you, we'd, we'd stay each night in, you know, La Quinta and you're sitting out by the pool as the sun goes down. <laughs> and my dad has a Robert Ludlum book, you know? Mm-hmm. Sure. And so, and so then as he would, you know, as he would finish them, they were like stacking up at home and then I'd go get them and, and and read them Your and so like identity. I, okay. yeah I, what blows my mind is that i think there were three i think there were three i think i think you're right born I books correct and then and then apparently in the last 20 years uh eric von lesbader has written like 20 born yeah. books oh wow oh someone yeah. took off uh, he had one of those deals where someone's now the author uh, yeah. a, a bit like um, Wheel of Time, uh, Brandon Sanderson taking that over, I guess. Mm-hmm. A little bit like that. And, and I, I love this is a good world. Ian Fleming, too. There were, I mean, there have been a bunch of James Bond authors since Ian Fleming passed away, but uh, yeah. i trying to remember the guy who took over right away, and I think he's the only one that they've actually done a movie based on. Well, oh, as, interesting. As a, as a teenager, I also read a whole series of Eric Von Lusbader books. I freaking mm-hmm. loved these books. They were mm-hmm. called The Ninja and White Ninja oh, yeah. and, and this kind of thing. So American it was like ninja. Yeah. It was like really cool. That, that like <laughs> one of my one of my teenage authors took over for another one when he died. It's kind of cool. Oh, yeah, uh, I like that idea. That doesn't bother me. I like that. Ludlum died the year the TV show happened. I can't blame him. Uh, oh, that killed him. Yeah, that was <laughs> right. enough. I guess Turned I'm out. Yeah, and then uh, that suck. You you hit your your greatest success is yet to come, and you die never knowing about your greatest I, success. Right. I'll bet you he was pretty comfortable when he died oh. i mean he died oh he, financially 
He died. He died seventy three. He could have lived longer. Probably wanted to live longer. But like, I'm just saying, like, longer. I'll bet you in the last twenty years of his life, yeah. he, he felt like he was a successful yeah. author. Uh, did, you know what? I Sorry, good. I confused it with somebody who died. Uh, Freaking wrong guy. He died in two thousand one, uh, right oh, before this just, movie happened. But it was still. Oh, so he yeah. kind of knew it was probably being made. But yeah, he oh, just yeah. didn't get to see it. Yeah, oh, yeah. that's right. Because he was, yeah, he could do like some producing his stuff, and that, that's right. I, I, you're right. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, he did do some stuff with this one. Yep. Uh, did he? Do you think he knew there'd be so many CRT monitors in 2002? Still, <laughs> all beige. We're right, just all, into this beige. Like, oh, let me pull out almonds. my Mac Performa and right. uh, do a little a little exhibiting of uh, footage. Get, By the way, oh yeah. before somebody writes in, uh, mm. John Gardner was the uh, the uh, first author to take over James Bond after Ian Fleming mm. died, and right. uh, nobody lives forever. I think was the one that got adapted into a. Oh, yeah. But he also did yeah. he did his own adaptations of License to Kill and Goldeneye, but those were based on on scripts. So basically, he was given the script of the movie and he wrote the book. Oh, uh, he did the novelization of them when they the were novelization. Yep. Gotcha. Exactly. I didn't. What about know that line by that? line rendering that was happening on that Photoshop application pre Photoshop two thousand two? <laughs> that was that there. If you're if you're yeah. if you're younger and you're like, how was it like? in the early years of the internet hmm. watch that scene you'll know yeah you'll get it i mean you know line photoshop photoshop certainly existed then but there was no uh, yeah that was something they were using something else it wasn't a photoshop yeah. but it was it was like oh my god how painful yeah it was I, painful. I just want to say I was, I was really impressed with how this movie was made in 2002 and it already had uh smartphone logic built into the plot yeah because Beepers like that's well. usually something we just don't really see until you get to like more like 2010 right mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. whereas this one like jason Bourne. oh look i have a phone here i'm gonna redial i'm gonna call back but like the logic of it was very smartphone age oh yeah right right uh, yeah. let's yeah. see this... we were cutting we were cutting edge right there right born yeah, supremacy born which is the second one right uh is that right yeah the second one's born supremacy yeah. i believe that one came out in 2000 and hold on a second where's the 2000 date? and something Four. more than 2 so i feel like they these movies came out or kept coming out uh as oh, yeah, technology was rapidly changing so by the time you get to born ultimatum you know, it's pretty sweet flat screen, 16 by 9. You know, everybody's got phones. <laughs> right, right. right. Good, right. Monitors, better cell phones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is it's it. like a year later in Born in the Born cinematic universe. Yeah. It's <laughs> right. It's a funny thing how that, how it, yeah. it really is that era, though, that everything did, changed yeah. so quickly. But did I we, think this, I, look, I want to get it out these? early so Dunaway can eat his shorts. I think this movie is great and holds the hell up <laughs> and uh, made me yeah. want to watch the rest of it. And I had a blast with it. And before the yeah, show, yeah. Dunaway, Dunaway was acting like he didn't I, like I it. Just, I was right. just baiting. I was just baiting Scott on that one because I I love this movie. Oh, and, you uh, bastard! I thought it was a lot of fun. I just wanted the, to just wanted to hear Scott go insane. <laughs> you bastard, Scott! How do you feel about the? I'm going to jump on the back of this guy and and ride him down the stairwell. Oh my oh, god, that, that was bit, the okay. best scene in the whole film, and I totally forgot. Oh, about really? It. Okay, see now that oh, was oh, like about that's it. like my only like. That's a hundred percent. I'm with you hundred percent. Ibit, that is the dumbest. That's the dumbest stunt in the thing. And and clearly it's like amnesia of that one. It's Mm -hmm. like we all, you know, we get all these amazing action sequences and really great fight choreography through most of the movie. And then at the end, it's like, oh, what if he was riding a dude and cocked his gun and shot a guy on the way down? Like. It got pretty but, stupid. Oh yeah. By the way, that's yeah. two tropes. You just touched on two tropes. Two of them. Hold on. Yeah. Lope man. 
So there you go, too. First, when he's standing at the top of the stairway, he has a guns akimbo moment, which is just, oh, yeah. oh it was oh, so sure. sweet. And, and uh, like, I'm pretty sure you just can't, with your offhand, you just can't uh, fire a weapon usefully while it's Wire upside falling. down. Just, what do you use yeah, your pinky? Oh, yeah, that was cool, pinky, pinky Yeah, pinky deal. Yeah. Yeah. I was just, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure you have to really practice well, that. I mean, we were kind work. of out of cool moves to make, right? We'd already established the sideways gun shooting. So, I mean, this was the yeah. next step, right? Upside yeah, so, down sorry. gun shooting. So we have yeah. the guns akimbo trope, and then he jumps down on top of a body, and we have that slow, that quick slow-mo shot where you yeah. see him, you see him so clearly, it's like un- un- unnatural. It feels wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and that's a trope called improbable aiming skills. Mm. Yeah. And oh my gosh, that the list of movies that have improbable aiming skills. <laughs> it's just. It's almost every movie. Uh, Are there yeah, stormtroopers yeah. involved in yeah, that? No, no. I improbable was about, all right. How would you? Because the the first thing you do is you grab the the guy that you're going to ride down the uh, the stairs. Oh, you right? kick the shit out of him first. Yeah. Well, you kick you the that. shit out of him first. Like you make sure yeah. he's dead, or at least you know unconscious well, you enough that he'll through. be a good landing part. Yeah. Right. That's the thing. <laughs> you've got to get him. You've got to get him clear of the landing because if his feet yeah. catch the landing as you're riding him down, oh, he's going to kind of act like a little hinge and just drop yeah. your ass down the. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, without a doubt. Yeah. Without it's got to be like flat surfboard toss jump and and uh, i don't think you can do that with a two yeah, yeah. bodies, bodies don't typically you. stay uh horizontal when they're falling i mean <laughs> no, and no. scott like johnson that. scott can you yeah. name another film that has the trope of the improbable aiming skills uh oh geez i mean every, it feels like every, every movie seagal movie ever there's, there's one in particular that really jumped out and oh, this wasn't really? for me okay what is it Mad Max Fury Road. No. There's oh. a scene where Max is trying to use a rifle with telescopic sights to hit oh. a spotlight that's moving at night. And uh, he misses twice, obviously. And then Furiosa takes over. Oh, <laughs> and then like, nails it. Yeah. And yeah. And yeah. it's just like, come on. Well, she ends up hitting um, the bullet farmer in the face, I think, is what happened. Or no, hits the light and then it shatters and all the bits go into his face. That's- and then the bullet farmer's blind and he's pissed. Oh, let's go watch Mad Max. Well, I'm yeah. blind and movies, movies just love that kind of thing. So I was not at all surprised to see this. In oh, yeah, movie. of course. And it, look, he's also trained to do things he doesn't even know he's capable of doing. And when it kicks right, in, it's right. always a surprise to him. He's like, oh, shit, I know how to do it's this. A little bit, it's a little bit of the Superman problem, right? Where you get mm-hmm. the most convenient powers right when you need them. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, it's like, oh, okay, papers, please. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, now you get... Two guys on the ground, and you don't and have to show your papers. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's a. It's also. I don't know how tropey it is because maybe this film um, established it, but this idea that you're you have no memory of what you are, but you're really a killing machine, and and I feel like that's a. I feel like you see that all the time now. It's like sometimes it's a robot. Sometimes it's, um, you know, in science fiction, it can it's be a Jack, lot of things. Jack Reacher or it's... Uh, sure. Like, it's uh, somebody John Wick. Or, sure. Uh, it just like comes out of nowhere. You don't really know. Well, I guess there, those things are missing the part about memory loss. Not but, knowing. Yeah, not knowing that they're really good at yeah, it. Oh, yeah. I see. You're speaking more like the Iron Giant kind of thing where... There you go. You don't know you're a killing machine until you get triggered into being a killing exactly. machine. Exactly. And, and then and then the whole plot is like trying to find out the origin of it and then being, you know, actually it being a bad thing to find out because then you find out, oh, I was, I was designed to 
murder everybody. And I, I was in on the deal. I knew, you know, like then you have to deal with the moral implications of knowing that you were a killing machine. And it's sure it's very entertaining, but I'd like to know how you as a viewer deal with the ridiculousness of the guy you're following, the main character being one of many agents only so much better than the other agents. Like Mm -hmm. it's like the, it's like a trope called like 007 is a hundred times 006. Well, they they tried to explain it with him being, um, the, the more expensive, uh, sure, sure, sure. Yeah. uh, You know, it was a, there was some experimental stuff going on with him. Whereas, you know, uh, the professor played by, um, Clive Owen. Clive Owen. Owen. Yeah. Who I really like. Oh, when you used to, I love he, he was, he was Remember great. when Clive Owen was in everything? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. There, there were so many great actors here who were kind of like either in between things that they either had just come off something big or were going into something big. It was just, it was weird seeing, you know, Chris Cooper, Clive Owen, Julia Stiles, Walter Goggins, Walter Goggins, all these people. I'm like, oh, yeah. What, what were they doing in 2002? Oh, apparently. Jason I like that you call him Walter. I think that's Walter, great. Walter, Walton. Yeah, yeah, yeah Walton. Walton. They all, they all played. They all played characters that the movie made look a little bit incompetent compared to Jason Bourne, and that's a problem with movies because you see what the people are doing in books. The book can tell you over and over about how incredible the professor is as an agent, like how talented he is, and then when he gets bested by Jason Bourne, it can tell you a whole story about how he's surprised to realize that the guy that he's just been fighting is also an agent, you know? Mm -hmm, And, mm -hmm. and so like, Oh, it makes sense to you. Whereas in the movie, you're just seeing this guy be only good enough to track him down and not good enough to, you know, to really do anything else. I I think, I think that, uh, I think his amnesia gave him superpowers because he no longer has any of that baggage that Clive Owen is carrying around that Mm -hmm. depression. And, uh, you know that, Oh, what have I done? What am I doing? those questions that make you second guess. Whereas, you know, Bourne's just like, I have nothing to lose. Go. <laughs> Go time. Cha, cha. There is a little bit of that, but whatever, it's a movie and that's what you got to do. But I, I, I really like it. I think it hold, not only holds up, but yeah. it pressed me to want to get to the Greengrass movies, which were the next two. Mm-hmm. And, um, I guess, I guess I had it in my head, kind of like, uh, the mission impossible movies that the first one would be, less than the, than the others like it would been wouldn't been as as coolly directed or something like i like the original mission impossible but i think some of the sequels are just more deftly handled and okay. this i feel like i was giving short shrift to doug lyman i think this is kind of badass and really good for the for the era and it kind of makes things like competing you know movies like uh the transporter look like poop um, you know, Lyman oh, would go on Scott. to do would go on to do like Edge of Tomorrow. <laughs> Dude, the transporter oh, is it's yeah. poop. It's garbage. It's not good. It's it's but it's fine. It's, it's fine, it's but fine. it's not good yeah, compared fine. to it's this. Fine is a great a great a great uh, description. Yeah, but that's fine. like saying I don't know. Uh, Willow's fine, but Lord of the Rings is where it's at. You know what I mean? Like to me, yeah, it's just right. a different level of of filmmaking. And I really really like Edge of Tomorrow, which he directed some many years later. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's just a he's an interesting dude who makes interesting content and I like Doug Lyman and I just wanted to, st- I wanted to publicly apologize for Doug Lyman for thinking that only Paul <laughs> Greengrass was, you know, the good director here. Actually, you did pretty good there, man. Nice job. Nice work. Yeah, did I, Julia Stiles ever come back for any of the other? Yeah. Cause I felt like yeah, I was like, Oh, totally okay. Yeah. yeah. She's I, massive in I, the next I, couple. Or, I've totally forgotten everything about 
this this series which uh, is great because we're you yeah know, we're talking about yeah. uh, continuing through the uh the the born world uh, yeah excited uh, you get brian yeah. cox comes back um i thought david stathern was there from the beginning but i guess that starts with two I need Chris um, Cooper to come how, back. How does Brian Cox look older in, in uh, <laughs> this film than he does currently in Succession? No, I wrote it right here. I said Brian Cox never changes, or if anything goes in the reverse, I don't understand yeah, what's going yeah. on with Brian Cox. Yeah. It's weird. I feel like he looked older as Stryker in the second X Men movie, right? right yes. Then he looks here, and in here he looks older than he does in Succession. I think he's like Benjamin Button or something. Something's weird. By the way, every every time he would utter a line, I'd look over at Tan and go ba da ba 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 I'm loving it. I'll tell you, I I tell you who I was really most. I love Echo from Lost, Adewale. Oh yeah. yeah, I love I love him so much, but yeah. They just gave him the dumbest lines in this film, and oh, I was yeah. just so yeah. annoyed. Very annoying. That character is not. That's half baked. Everything about his. Yeah, that was kind of useless. Really, I mean, he's, they, he's, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wanna, Other I than wanna, the little yachties on the yacht, I was like, okay, so what was the point of all this? Yeah, I don't know. Is dumb. I just want to say one time, Adewale Akinawiye. Good job, Ag- Agbaje. Oh, very that's nice. Whole, that's the whole name. Yeah. But he plays a character named Wombosi, and that's pretty good. We just say Wombosi. Yeah. Let's just yeah. say Wombosi. Um, yeah. Wombosi is Wombosi <laughs> is like a world leader. He's like the president of Nigeria or something in the books. Yeah. Yeah. And and but he's like also a warlord who's you know who's hiding out in France. <laughs> and yeah. and uh, this guy, man, he did not get. You're you're absolutely right. He did not get the time and the story that he deserved as a character from the books do you remember was there a lot more about him and like you know why uh more about why jason Bourne was hired to kill him or or actually i guess not the book's very different since i read these books but i'm uh, but what i'm saying is like like in this movie this guy is very interesting and he's got like 30 seconds of total screen time. And the the movie tries to pack all of this story in about Chris Cooper had Jason Bourne all set to uh, infiltrate the guy's uh, entourage, but not. I don't know. I right. Like we never really understand, like, was Matt Damon as as this other third character? Was he in blackface or something? Like, how did he what that what was that? Like, mm-hmm. he wonders what it was. We wonder what it was. We never find out. No, we don't find hand out. Waves out. I don't think we ever right. find out all the movies. They yeah. we'll get to a you know, we get to all the way up to Jason Bourne and we still don't have an answer. The 2016 is right. Jason Bourne, that is. Um, by the way, dude, dude is in all sorts of stuff these days. Adewala, or however you say his name. Yeah. Uh, specifically, I didn't know he was Killer Croc in the Suicide Squad. Had no idea. Yeah. Oh, yes. that's great. Yeah. I love him. And I he's actually the reason why I quit Lost. I went back and finished it. But when the spoiler. If you haven't watched Lost, I know. It's been been a while. People probably could have finished it. Here, here. When they kill Echo with the freaking smoke monster for no freaking reason at all, I stopped watching. I said, I'm out. Echo is one of my favorite characters in this series. I'm done. Wasn't there some, there was some whole thing though. Like there was some, he, he and the producers got in a fight or something. It was something nasty. Almost. And they kept, they kept like, they kept saying, no, that's not why they did the same thing. When uh, oh, what's her face got caught drunk driving it? They got rid of a couple Michelle, of people. Of, yeah. yeah, they got yeah. get rid of a couple of people. End of uh, season two because they were doing real life things that were questionable. Yeah. and they said no, no, no. It was part of the story, and I'm like, no, no, no. You're yeah. full of shit. You can tell when they You're, wrote it off. Yeah, it was too, yeah. too easy. And he was such a great character. Oh my gosh, I love that. He was, he was. Yeah. and uh, it pissed me off when they did that. But I was so Moral. glad to see him here. 
Yeah. Yeah, kind of the moral uh, stake <laughs> in the ground, basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I liked him. He was my favorite of the front uh, part of the plane, I guess. Or was it the back yeah. Right, the other right. part of the plane. The tailies. He was back. one of the tailies. Tailies, that's right. The tailies. <laughs> of, all the ta- of all the season two tailies, he was my yeah, favorite. Of all of the tailies, he was my favorite. Yeah, he was so all right. The, the actor I really want to talk about, make sure we don't miss talking about, is Franca Potente. She has uh, she has the hardest role in the movie. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, her, her job is to play this very complicated person. Like it at, at the start, you're like, oh, well that's, that's the trope of the, you know, uh, American overseas who can't get mm-hmm. back home because the consulate's being a dick and whatever. But no, she's actually like, she's actually like a person with a whole backstory that you're not really hearing, but it, it like informs all of her emotional mm-hmm. work. Right. right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, like, so like they're driving along and she's talking like crazy and you expect him <laughs> to be annoyed, but he's not, he's actually really into it. I'm like any other actress I think could have just completely flubbed this or a director could have like made too little of this character and you kind of need the character to go through it's a through line for the whole movie oh i agree right? yeah. Yeah. yeah i mean that's her whole I figure out if it was more, yeah i can figure out if it was more it, it th- that mixture in there made this feel something like a rom-com we mentioned it earlier it it kind of follows some rom-com formula um without the com and but also <laughs> made me remember that oh my god I I used to love watching Love on the Run kind of movies what was it called the Chase which one was it with the, oh uh, yeah the which, Chase you got the Love on the um, Run there is an original movie called Love on the Run but there's a whole yeah. bunch of films that are just you know we're running but we've got to do the love thing yeah. right yeah. away, uh, the Chase yeah, the yeah, the Chase that is was the one it. with uh, the car right with um, uh, uh, the original Buffy the Vampire Slayer, right? Kristen, Cass, can't yeah. think of her name. She's, kind of, she's a mess now. The original, uh, yeah, Buffy. Uh, so okay, so this girl, uh, um, admission time. Scott's going to make an admission. Oh, I then and now I find German ac- accented ladies unbelievably attractive. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I'm know so what it is. I don't know I'm what so it great. is, but man, <laughs> what? It's just what? something about it. There's something about a German, yeah. specifically female German accent. I, you know, dudes, whatever. They just sound like they're mad, but <laughs> they sound like they're mad. Yeah. But she sounds yeah. so cool. And, and, and I think she, if you've, none of you have ever seen, I don't know I shouldn't say you guys, but anybody at home has never, never seen uh, run Lola run. You should do yourself a favor and oh, watch yeah. that. She's fantastic in that. Um, and she still looks great and does great work and she's awesome. So she's one of my highlights of this movie. I really like her. And, a lot. and this character is just so freaking interesting and the movie can't possibly give, give you enough of the character. And it's probably yeah. better for the movie that it doesn't, but you could imagine an entire like, short film just explaining her like what was she going through right before he meets her at the consulate what what actually led her to a point where someone could throw ten thousand dollars at her she would accept a really bad deal like this is a terrible idea but she accepts it and then she falls in love with the guy like wow there's so much there Mm -hmm. and admittedly it's kind of just a dude, an old man writing, uh, you know, a fantasy and yeah. then a bunch of men making a movie based on what the old man wrote, you know? So like you can, <laughs> you can definitely just, you know what I'm saying? You could just pound it down to pulp, yeah. but yeah. I, I feel and, like what is on the screen here is actually really interesting. I agree. Yeah. I think it's really, is compelling uh, the, the whole time, even though I didn't remember the specifics about the movie, I remembered the beats and that kind of stuff. 
And it really had me the whole time. I was like, oh, I, I get really, I get, I find myself being tensed up. I'm like, oh, oh no, he's not going to, I'm like, yeah. of course he's going to make it. Yeah, of course he's going to make it's it. It's really well done. Yeah. That's again, I, I want to make a real clear difference between this and the transporter. The transporter is just a fluffy shit version of this. This is like, <laughs> shit. this is professionally executed. Like it's really, really well made and it feels like a proper spy thriller and it had me at the edge of my seat and the only time i was taken out of it from a time perspective was these stupid crt monitors it almost felt like a freaking period piece as a result but that whole room full of computers i'm like what do you got like 200 megabyte drives in there what are we doing in this room but anyway the thing that took me out of the film constantly was the fact that there were i didn't know there were that many cops in Paris or wherever. I mean, there's this there everywhere he went. There was like an, a, a million cops. Yeah, didn't you just watch the transporter? Come on. I did, but there weren't. But I mean, the, he had a direct connection to the cops, right? I mean, <laughs> plus that movie this, was this shit. One was like cops yeah. everywhere. Yeah. Plus yeah. that movie was a piece of shit. Uh, here's the thing. <laughs> hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna defend the transporter. There, you can all you want. It's fine. I mean, I had a good time with it, but it's it's no born. It's even the worst of the worst. Online two for you, Scott. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> I will admit though, I, well, we Brandy kind of stopped me from doing it yesterday, but um, I admit I had this immediate uh, temptation to like rip through them all. I just wanted to watch oh, yeah. these. Yeah. And uh, Randy said, like, "No, let's do the other one later." And I agree with that. I think we should, um, and we'll keep going through them as long as we want to. But I just want to do a little pour out, a little shout out to the underappreciated born alternative or whatever it was called. What was it called? Not the alternative. Born, born alternative. alternative. The, one, best movie the one with Hawkeye in it. I can't think of the name of the movie. Um, oh, the, the oh born, yeah, the one where it was. The, yeah, was the, the born, other born? The born something. It ultimatum? A, was no, the ultimatum? it's the it's the spinoff. It's not ultimatum. Was that the one with Matt Damon picture in it? And then he got like a yes. credit. He's like, yes. yeah, yeah. I can't think of the name of the damn yeah. thing. Born. Hold on. The We're born. This. I I like yours. The born. Born legacy. There it is. Ah, legacy. there it is. So sure. legacy yeah. had Jeremy Renner, Rachel Wise, all these people in it, and that came out in what 2012. Yeah. And then they come and they come back with Damon in twenty sixteen. Yeah, and it was like the, it was meant to be like this little spinoff of like here's another one of these guys, and here's his yeah. deal, and he's he's tied into that universe in this way, and it got short shrift from viewers, and that is unfortunate because it's awesome. I really, really like that one. And I know right. it's hard for people who's like, well, this isn't Matt Damon. Okay, well, get over yourself. It's somebody else. What? And it's yeah. cool. And D- Bourne's supposed to be an identity anyway, right? It's not who he really is. We never learn his real name, right? It's just, mm-hmm. it's just right. one of his. Yeah, at some, at, assume his, his at some point. It's Jason Bourne, right? Isn't mm-hmm. it? Or, right. No, no. This is, a, this is an identity that is given to him. Basically, they uh, wiped his brain. They did some really awesome CIA shit to him yeah. as a as a young man like he's like fresh out of his whatever his uh secret service special secret ops service training role. or whatever mm-hmm. and like right. he's he they find out oh he's like super athletic and really smart we're gonna wipe his brain yeah mm-hmm. and so, they, so like everything everything in all of these books and movies takes place after that and he's you know he's never gonna find out like what his life was before that because it's, right taken from him yeah also yeah. edward norton scott glenn stacy keach an amazing cast oh you guys we get if we do all these Stacey movies keach we gotta watch legacy long. Long. yeah Legacy's and i just want to jump back to that thing where you end this movie and then you're like i want to watch the next one and why i i'm saying don't do that just yet it's because this movie has a beginning a middle and an end and like 
uh, you know, like Brian Dunaway was all hung up on the beginning, which I think is very interesting, but wildly weird. And then the end <laughs> is also kind of the same, right? The end is very interesting, but also like outrageous, you know, yeah, you yeah. should, you should not end this movie and then just carry on to the next scene, which is the beginning of born supremacy. You should, you should sit with this a little bit, you know, yeah. this is mm-hmm. freaking crazy how this movie, I ends. remember it being a little shocking when Chris Cooper went outside and walked up to that agent and the agent just shot him point blank. And I, I remember yeah. that being, Oh, that's the one thing I wanted to mention. This movie does a thing that I think is really hard to do. And they pulled it off. One of the very few movies I can feel, think about that doesn't feel compromised with a PG-13 rating. It doesn't feel yeah. Oh, yeah. less right. than or well, like, well, was... they really held back here. Or they really held back there. Yeah, there's not a lot of blood spray or, you know, the usual kind of gratuitous violence. But it's still got this edge to it that never once did I go, oh, this got watered down. Yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. but, there, but there's like, two things where they're obviously holding back. Obviously, one is all of these people in all of these situations, if it was reality, would be saying the f word over and over and over and over. <laughs> every one of them, sure, every yeah. freaking one of them, especially yeah. the cops. They would have said uh, the f bomb a lot. You're right. That's and then true. the second thing is that they really held back on uh, the the sort of like uh, fade to black when he and she start kissing, and then they wake up in yeah. bed together the next morning. Like, mm-hmm. okay, all right, I get it. We're yeah. PG thirteen, mm-hmm. but like they really like it was like a hard transition. You're like, whoa, what just happened? Wait, yeah. did they, like like it felt almost like they had both been knocked over the head and were waking up <laughs> with was, amnesia all again. I, I was so glad that when she got out of the bed because I was thinking, okay, this is the next morning after sex scene. They didn't really actually show any sex, so they're going to get her. And they're going to have her walk across the screen and they're going to, you know, they're going to focus in tight on some kind of short, skimpy underwear. Right. That's, right. that's what you do, right? You get a butt shot. And I'm like, and they yeah. didn't do that. Nope. And I was like, thank God. That's because exactly all they got how there. real sex the, looks. The, that's yeah. how real sex looks. Yeah, you get out of bed and she's wearing some, you know, maybe she's wearing your boxers from the night before. They're not super sexy. They're just <laughs> schlubby t-shirt. Exactly. You're absolutely right. But I, I guess I guess what I'm saying is I thought even that was handled in a way that wasn't it didn't feel too sanitized to me. And I don't mean this in like, I need everything to be dirty and raw. What I'm saying is sometimes you compromise the vision of your film by having to meet whatever standards the studio or the, the ratings board throw at you and the suits tell you what they need for, you know, the most money or whatever. And I just didn't feel that here. I felt like, yeah. This is still badass, and not, I don't even have to think about it. Seconds of naked boob, <laughs> right? Exactly. Or your exactly. film yeah. will not be made. They didn't even use their free f bomb that you get with a PG yeah. thirteen. Oh, yeah, mouth. You couldn't hear it. Yeah. Oh, it that's true. Mouth. Chris Cooper did it. Oh, was it mouth, mouth on the bridge? Yeah. yeah. Oh yes, right. And I had the uh, subtitles on, and uh, it's funny because the subtitle said mouthed word. Yeah. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. Why would you even put that in? <laughs> Okay. It was, a, it was a really bad, uh, like while we're on the subject really quick of the subtitles, there's a really bad one when he's opening the gate to go to Eamon's house. Uh, you hear it squeak as he opens the gate. Uh, the, the subtitles say squawking bird. Squawking, squawking bird. bird. That's I, what is that? I think it's a squawking bird. Right, squawking bird. Wow. Yeah. Sounds like Why a squawking bird. Yeah, yeah. I, I for some reason I want to compare this movie to the recent uh, Lost City, the Sandra Bullock Channing Tatum movie. Oh, oh yeah, sure. no, I didn't have see you, that. You seen it. How was that? No. I have not. I have I have seen it, and I said, "Oh, I like this movie." Back when it was called Romancing the Stone. Yeah. Right, exactly. It's a total. It's a total remake. Like, can you can you do it any better or different? And of course, yeah. this movie tries to do it different by just doing a bunch of stunt casting. Mm-hmm. 
but um and and divine joy randolph is amazing but the thing i wanted to bring up the lost city about is that it's rated pg-13 and in this movie you feel the rating over and over and over the lost city is like we're gonna get really close Mm, but we're going to stop short of of the thing and then it has to figure out how to do that and you can like feel the movie makers figuring it out as you go right like Mm. the the best scene in the movie for me is this is shot of tanning channing tatum with leeches on him and he's fully butt naked and sandra bullock's working on pulling the leeches off right she is she is face to groin with him naked yeah like how do you portray that pg-13 well the movie figures it out but it's just like the movie really deserved to be rated r so they could have fun you know like Mm -hmm. they just didn't quite get you can feel that in most movies like you can feel them holding back and it sucks born Born identity actually it felt kind of the opposite to me Mm. it was like it was like oh this movie isn't going anywhere near that stuff it's kind of like it's in its lane it knows it's pg-13 and it doesn't have to like retract from the line because it's not even really getting it felt like adults made this movie what yeah right a bunch of responsible (laughs) adults yeah, who had yeah. like a vision and got to keep it. Didn't didn't have yeah. to get yeah, screwed around. Even the author didn't right. compromise it because the book is very different. And so, but you know, this movie I think benefits from them saying, "Yeah, whatever. Let's take some of the core stuff and let's let's build it into a modern context." And I think they did a really good job of that. Yeah. Um, the only, I mean, I don't know if there are any car people listening, but they're probably at home going, <laughs> "Oh, you think riding a guy down the the stairwells?" Uh, fake how about driving on a car like that around france no right. way that would happen was that a lacar i thought mini. we were watching another mini cooper it was uh, a mini too. oh was yeah. it a yeah. mini i thought it was a lacar i couldn't tell well they it said mini on the steering wheel which they really focused in on that one shot it's like yeah. mini yeah it could it was an older mini then because that thing was like yeah a, yeah it was oh it was older. quite older um yeah. that was a i had it i wrote it down it was an a, a 89 mini mayfair oh my lord mm. um it just doesn't that seem like that thing should be so good at those corners and so good at that dodging other traffic and I don't know. It seemed like a bit I much. love how he asked her too. It's like you take care. You good take good care of this car. I was like, oh shit. Oh no. Felt a little splashy on the tires. Was that right. uh, Paul Oakenfold or was it Chemical Brother? Who was who was the music that? Uh, oh, I also I, I loved that up and I lost it. Yeah, they hold on. I love that song. It's so good. I love the tiny French connection type streetcar racing stuff yes. that's always fun for me i love that yes that's so. a song called ready steady go by paul oakenfold okay. oh yeah um vocals by asher d no idea huh. uh that there's vocals i guess there's I'm somebody like, oh, knee. Uh, i gotta get away oh no steps uh there was another there was another <laughs> song that i looked up there there was a song somewhere in this movie i didn't i didn't catch where it was uh called extreme ways by moby oh it's oh. played over the final moby? credits is that yeah. what it was okay oh that's yeah. that's really good is that is that the first song that comes on the final credits because the final yes. credits were kicking yes. it yeah kicking the first the first song of the final credits was the moby track and i was like was oh good. wow is that that wasn't from play i was trying to remember where that one if that one ever was released on one of his albums guys from 1999 song. to about 2004 Man, Moby. I know. Just, yeah. I know. I was buying his albums like, you know, sight unseen. Like, I know I'm going to yeah. like this. I'm going to buy this without hearing a single track from it. Here there have been a small now. handful of music artists where I met a person and one of the first things they did was say, you need to listen to this that you have never heard before. 
and play was that for me it was a a guy at a at a bank in chicago i was uh, i was traveling as this person was my customer and he said and he said to me have you heard moby play i'm like no i have no idea what you're talking about you need to listen to this right now like like that moby had that thing i had that (laughs) same experience with ben folds and i don't think i've ever had anybody force me to listen to moby but that's interesting i dude moby's awesome and play was an incredible album and it bugs me that it's the rest you know there's done stuff since it's fine it's all fine i just don't know Mm -hmm. what the big fall off was i don't know what happened there it's weird that's when he opened his vegan restaurant everyone said oh Really? Maybe <laughs> maybe it's everything no, I wants to say. You, I don't think you really. <laughs> no, but he. I follow him on TikTok now. Funny enough, he does a channel, and he's always putting weird music together and then playing it on the on the thing. And it's actually really so interesting. Be a Moby, he's right? he's a really interesting dude. But he's also, I guess, a couple years ago, he claimed that him and Natalie Portman were a thing. And then, and she's oh, like, yeah, I remember like, that whole thing. Yeah, like, we never she's even met. Like, and she's uh-uh. like, uh-uh, we never <laughs> really. Yeah. <laughs> oh no! Yeah. Oh, that's the worst. Is like uh, publicly <laughs> yeah. denial. Right. Uh uh-uh. uh It was something like that. I don't know what the. Obviously, there must be something going on. But. No, it was one of my. It was one of my uh, guards uh, lookalikes. Uh, my maybe Almanala. she. Yeah. Oh, there you go. That's hilarious. But maybe he thought. Maybe you know. Sometimes people do that. You think you're in a relationship? She's like, nah. And I'm like, what? All right. I guess. <laughs> what if, wait, wait, wait. I want to go along with Ibbitt's uh, thinking here. What if <laughs> yeah. it was one of what the if? Amidala doubles, and in, and famously one of those was Kira Knightley? What Kira if he Knightley. dated? Yeah. What if he dated Kira Knightley? Kira Knightley. But thought it was <laughs> Natalie <laughs> Portman. Yeah. <laughs> that would be amazing. And Kira Knightley's just keeping nice and quiet about it. She's like, I'm not talking. I'm not going to say anything. He's what he believes. I love that. That's really funny to me. You guys, you guys also brought up a really interesting little subject, and I, I was just talking to my Overwatch crew about this last night, so it's like on my mind. And that is, why do music artists peak and then fall off so hard and almost never have another hit after a certain point, even though they keep trying and trying? Mm. And so, like the my favorite example is uh, Paul McCartney. Paul McCartney actually had hits after his peak, mm-hmm. but they were terribly written songs. Like he's he suddenly just couldn't write a, a great song to save his life for I... the rest of his career. And I'm I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, and you see that with a lot of music artists, right? Like Moby has a peak. And then after that, he's still working, but it's like, you're not, you're not going to have another great album from All right. that music. All right, hold on, hold on. Cause right, I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, and I'm, I'm one of the last people to defend Paul McCartney because I feel like, you know, during the Beatles, he made his mark with uh sing songy, like uh, silly rhymey songs. Um, but his first two or three solo albums before the Wings thing. I mean, you got songs like Maybe I'm Amazed, Let sure, Me sure, sure. Roll It, Another Day, Every Night. Um no, my my cutoff was nineteen seventy one. When he when he and Wings become a thing. Yeah. Yeah. When you get silly for, love songs and let them in and uh and the worst like Christmas that. song ever possibly written. Oh, easily. I didn't we all agree get there. an argument out of that. But it's like a, it's a thing. There are exceptions, but it's a thing. Like how does the band Toto, who is so freaking talented and has so many hits in the early eighties, have reach a point where they made seven more albums and no one ever no, heard them. It's all, you know they're saying? all the same. Erasure is oh. this way. Uh, freaking uh, The Outfield. I was listening to the other day. I used to love The Outfield growing up. They still uh-huh. make they make new albums every all day, and there's no, none of it is good. It's all, well, not, I'm, that, I'm not curious, that it's good. It's just like, I'm, well, I'm, I'm curious about this. I think about this all the time, especially as it relates to films. We yes, always assume, I want to bring it to films. Yes. We, we always assume uh, in any entertainment business that the individual is trying to pursue a financial gain 
Maybe it's not always about that. Maybe it's a lot of times about oh, art because arts. we always assume we always assume that actors want to be famous, that oh. if you're an actor, you want to be famous. But maybe you don't necessarily want to be famous, but you do become famous. That's, that's certainly what you'll say when you don't get the financial gain. Well, well yeah. no, I was only in it for the art. Let's talk G- about MGMT for just a second. Okay. Those guys made some hit songs and they very specifically wrote them in a way that were going to be publicly consumed, that they wanted to be popular. And then after that, they made a conscious decision before they even released their next album that they didn't want to do that. Beastie Boys did the same thing. Sure. They all kind of back off artistically. Music, right. They yeah, made the music make the that music they wanted they to, want to make, make and say, yep. Uh-huh. Right. So, so I'm like, yeah, go ahead. Films are apparently very, very different than music and filmmakers are very different than musicians. It's like, it's like the difference between a a, a painter and a mixed media artist, basically. Right. And also we hold musicians to this thing where we don't want them to ever change what they're doing for some reason, Mm -hmm. but we want filmmakers to evolve over their career. Desperately. Not me. Steven Spielberg, you make those movies you made early on and don't you try to make a minority report. You stick in your (laughs) Steven Spielberg lane. He's a great example of uh, an evolving filmmaker, right? Over his career, all the tech around him changes, all of the actors change in and out. And, uh, you know, and the like the guidelines for what you tell as a story change. And we want that for some reason. We don't want him to just keep making the same kinds of movies over and over. As you. (laughs) (laughs) uh well but uh yeah listen to this i don't don't think necessarily fame i don't think necessarily fame and fortune is always the end goal of all these people now it definitely is for some you know and but i don't think that's always the end goal for a lot of (laughs) no some of them just want to keep making music and by the way here's a here's a band y'all should not be sleeping on who makes rad music even today i think it's some of their best it's just nobody thinks they're you know, nobody thinks about them, and that's 311. 311 makes some such oh, yeah. good, so good. Their most recent two albums, so freaking good. I agree. Very and they good. and they got better at songwriting. Too. I agree. Like their their uh, first few albums, the the lyrics were terrible. They were like, bad and very samey. And you're right, not but yeah. but it also was like, whoa, this sound, this is new and different. So they kind of peaked almost at their not at their worst, but at their you know their their least um, evolved point. And now they're they're still making music, and it sounds amazing. And it bums me out that they don't get any kind. I mean, who's going to recognize it? Of course, they're not going to. I, and, um, and I guess the, the the big difference between music and films is that in music, you can get away with not making sense. Like three eleven, their 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 lyrics original, like they make no sense whatsoever. Imagine if the visual language of a movie made no sense to you. Like yeah. you would just you would hate it. You would yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I disagree. I actually like movies like that. You guys give me shit for mocking movies that make no sense. Oh, then you'd really like Mad God. Go listen to my uh, bonus. Uh, yeah, yeah. Bonus I, I like I like movies that are just all you know mood. If if this movie is all about mood, I'm fine with it. It's yeah. like. Eh. It's I am I am too depending on it depends on my mood but for the most part yeah, yeah. I'm fine with it as well yeah and uh, speaking of uh, yeah. visual language of the board identity uh, did you know that Adam Savage yeah. now owns the red bag yeah yeah oh, with all the stuff great. in it oh, really yeah we brought it all <laughs> the way back around with all the stuff in it it's like a he loves it I love <laughs> I love that I love that all the guys in this film are ladies was there ever was there any lady assassins as well no missed out on Julia well Stiles I mean Julia that. Styles is and anyway, she is la- she is later all, she becomes one yeah. yeah yeah all the agents in this one are all the ones who were activated they all had like little bags and I thought it was yeah. fascinating when he was going through Clive Owen's bag that Clive Owen is so old school 
trashy and you know what does jason Bourne have he's got like money and all kinds of cool shit in his bag yeah i liked well whatever i liked i liked all of these guys for their their the idea that they're all just doing regular lives and then they get called yeah. up it's like oh yeah. shit yeah. you got to go assassinate somebody that really got me that whole montage was great i thought that stuff was good right um the bag though all the stuff that he scooped off the desk and threw in there mm-hmm. that's still in the bag that adam savage owns now Really? Yeah. Like all the yeah. uh, fake passports and the yeah. wads of fake money? Yeah, like the value money. of that bag is is that it's not only the bag, but it's full of that shit. And I think that's right. amazing. Or if he just get. pulls that out and tries to go through like security with those, like some, look, I'm, I'm Michael, I'm Michael Caine. Michael, what was it? Michael James? What was it? What was the name? Michael, oh, like, John, like Michael, Caine, John Michael Caine. Yeah, that's it. Jonathan yeah. Michael Caine. Jonathan, yeah. Michael, Jonathan Caine. Michael Caine. Not to be confused so I, with Michael Caine. I'm sure Scott Hello, Batman. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure Scott also has this, but I just want to talk about one of the things that you see and that goes into the bag. Yeah. Uh, and that is uh, apparently there's a thing called an American Express Platinum Charge Card. Mm-hmm. And next to it is an Air France Club 2000 Frequent Flyer Card. Oh, weird. Mm-hmm. So the American Express Platinum Charge Card ridiculous mm-hmm. it is ridiculous mm-hmm. that jason Bourne would would have possession of that but the air france club 2000 frequent flyer card only is only handed out to senior management who work at air france so apparently oh. jason Bourne had uh, also a little career in senior management of air france yeah. for some reason <laughs> yeah <laughs> well one of, those, fake, one of those right? those like ideas were like a uh, yeah I mean, there was an yeah. id for like um uh, German consulate or something like that. So yeah, sure, yeah. why not? Yeah, get he's in, a busy get in boy. Where can. Who kn- who knows how much he got done before his brain was wiped or whatever? Right. Uh, did you guys know Brad Pitt was almost Jason Bourne? I mean, came really close. Oh, thank yeah. God. And then, not. And then what, I love Brad Pitt, but not for this. Oh, so he'd then have been that's fun. like Spy Game. Is that yeah, the movie? he did Spy Game instead, which came out in twenty two thousand one. Mister and Mrs. Smith. Uh, you mean that was oh, later? That was way before it, and and before that it? was such a good movie. Like yeah. I, Mm-hmm. Man, that could have been a series. Oh, I agree. Um, not now though. I They're think they don't like each other. Uh, I think there's a series being made, if I remember correctly. Yeah, but not with them. Not, not with them. It. No, no, no. Yeah. No. yeah so who just play, started playing? I don't know. Star? I don't know. Just somebody, somebody just showed up at our front door. Sorry. No, that was you. Okay. I couldn't I'm tell where sorry. that came from. It had no a weird sorry. way. It had a way of throwing itself, so I thought it was my phone or something. I didn't know. Oh well, yeah, no, that's the ring doorbell. Hey, somebody's at your front door. Check it out. I need it to be the beginning of a Madonna song. Okay, which is just <laughs> yeah. life. Is you got Madonna on the mind, don't you? Like I just got home. All right. Uh, <laughs> also, uh, Brad. So if Brad Pitt had been Jason Bourne, I, Dunaway made a groan. I don't think it'd been. I think it'd have been fine. I, I'm glad. Uh, you know, whatever. Uh, look, Matt Damon's great, but. Brad Pitt's the character great. is ultimately not that important to the movie, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's all the other stuff. It's what you see. It's what they all do, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. There's a p- bunch of people that could have played this character. Yeah, I guess Brad uh, Pitt's just never gotten his his mm-hmm. his franchise. I know they're trying to do that with World War Z, but prior to that, and that thing's also they're taking forever to get the next one out. Jeez, um, yeah. just Brad Pitt's never gotten his like full on you know, series of films like all his contemporaries seem to get. And I don't know why that is. Like, it doesn't mean he's not busy or doesn't get a bunch of amazing roles or get called up by people like Tarantino or other, you know, whatever. He's a big deal. But I've always wondered why Brad didn't. Pitt doesn't have a series, you know? Like I'm a, glad, I, I agree, but I'm glad he didn't because I, I like Brad Pitt mixing it up. I like to see Brad Pitt 
all over the place. And that's what I got. Well, you can still now have that. Just like I feel like you have that with Matt Damon. He's all over the place, but he's got <clears throat> he has a franchise he can look at. Is he go. really though? Right. I mean, Matt Damon is kind of Matt Damon in everything he plays. You I always so? feel like I'm watching Matt Damon. Um No, I don't I don't think so. I mean, I think Interstellar, you get a very different Matt Damon. I think the Martian is Interstellar. Is, you know, oh, you mean the Martian. Wait, is he an interstellar? He's not interstellar. He's an interstellar. He is. Yes. Come he on. Has two space Brian. movies? Hold on. It's the biggest. It's the biggest surprise. They went out of their way to oh, make, make right. Scott Johnson not know. No, you're right. I forgot about that. No, <laughs> they did the same thing with him exactly. as in uh, or in Thor two or three or whatever it was. Right, the, a little surprise. Yeah, yeah exactly. No, that's right. Um, Look, that, that's not a complaint. I love Matt Damon just as he is, and I love seeing him every time he's in something. I'm turning it on, but I always feel like I'm watching Matt Damon. It always feels like a Matt Damon show. Yeah. Uh, I mean, hey, coming back to oh, go ahead. I just want to say you could say that about almost all actors, right? Like, eh. it's it's not easy <laughs> to keep Ben Affleck the person out of the Batman. You know, like, mm. you, you know what I'm saying? Like, you can you can easily say, oh, he's Ben Affleck. Mm. No, I mean because let's take let's take like Brian Cranston. I do not feel like I am watching Brian Cranston in anything. I feel like oh my god, this guy's a totally different person this is not brian cranston from you know malcolm in the middle or Breaking no but Bad. it does it feel like, like every it's time brian. he does something see i i disagree i feel totally like i'm different. watching i feel like i'm watching walter white all the time now whenever i see him no i don't mm. feel it i don't mm. feel it i think <laughs> even 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 malcolm in the middle like <laughs> no because I, 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 I can't even barely think of that anymore because i've seen yeah. I, I probably saw two episodes of that when it was on i think of yeah. more as him as dr watley on freaking seinfeld so i think yeah I right right yeah. so i guess that's uh, what happened. talked about yeah, go ahead. The uh, the Mr. and Mrs. Smith series. It's actually this year. It's coming out, so probably starting Another this one? fall. Mm-hmm. Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Oh, yeah. Another okay. one. Okay. Oh, that's what I was asking. Uh, no, one? he said series, uh, not not series. Oh, okay. Not yeah. a movie series. Uh, Phoebe Waller Bridge is one of the uh, the creators, uh, showrunners, mm-hmm. and uh, your top build cast: Paul Dano or Dano. Yeah. And Maya Erskine, who you know as. The uh, Asian of the two girls on the show, Pen Fifteen. Oh, okay. okay. It's penis. Yeah, <laughs> it is penis. Uh, also, John Turturro, Donald Glover. Oh, Donald uh, Glover. Donald Glover. Yeah, love me some Donald Glover. Me too. Paul Dano. Oh, look at this. You know what? That's interesting. That's Paul interesting Dano. I wouldn't casting. have picked. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't have picked either of those people. But now it makes it. I'm actually more interested in how they pull that off. I guess. John Turturro's good and everything, so whatever. Just hire him. Yeah, this is this sounds interesting. Suddenly, I'm interested. I, up till now, I yeah. probably would have gone, oh, whatever. But I love Phoebe Waller Bridge. I could watch her direct, write, act, do anything. She's amazing for sure. Oh, looks like it looks like the two your Mister and Mrs. Smith are going to be Donald Glover and Maya Erskine. Oh, however you however you excellent. So yeah, that's going to be your main characters. Oh, I'm, uh, I'm in. just. Recently, Phoebe Waller-Bridge uh, left show running the series, I guess, Creative Differences. So er, that's a bummer. But oh. uh, <laughs> Francesca Sloan is your new showrunner, whoever that is. I don't know who that is. Francesca Say that Stone. Er, thing again, Ibit. Oh, er, she wrote, she did a bunch er, of writing. I'd like so more to go to Bojangles. She wrote yeah. for Atlanta and Fargo. <laughs> you're sure that it's not Paul Dano? That that it's not he's not Mr. Smith? I'm positive because it okay. says... Uh, Maya Erskine to star opposite Paul or Donald Glover in Prime Video series. 
I'll bet Dano's a villain because that's all he gets cast as now. That's his job. He's, he's just going to be on the side drinking a milkshake. Yeah, you'll you will drink your milkshake, <laughs> or more, just, or giving I, his milkshake to others to drink. Yeah, I really appreciate that there are people like Paul Dano who just naturally look like a villain, and that's all you can do with yeah. them. Yeah, yeah. yeah either fine. a like, villain or like a psycho or some sort of serial killer or whatever. That's his job now. That's what he. Gets I to wish do. my face was inter- interesting enough to be a villain in every film. I would love that. Yeah. Right. right? Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I totally agree. I think it is. I think your face is interesting, right. Brian. Dunaway. How do you how do you how do you navigate? How do you become anything other than a villain in a movie? If you have like a villain movie face, I mean, yeah, because how, never, do you, how do you live your day to day job? Right? How would yeah. you live a day to day? That's job how I think of Chris Cooper else? in this movie. Chris Cooper is like that. Everything he ever did, he just yeah, he looked like there was, a, oh, there was a one where he was a sheriff and rest he was in like villain face, a really good guy sheriff, and I'm trying to remember what that was. Oh, was you're like right. The first thing I remember seeing him in, I'm like, oh my god, this guy's great. Yeah, Chris Cooper's great. I mean, I'm he, he really rest is, his soul. Yeah. Uh, he's he was a rad. Oh wait, did he die? alive. He's his his seventy year old soul is resting. You know who I'm thinking of? I know who I'm thinking Weird. of. I mix him up constantly with um, dude from uh, uh, oh Black Hawk Down and every other movie ever. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, hold on. I'm going to find it because it's going to piss me off. Why you do that? I just want to say Lone I Star loved, was the movie I was trying to remember, by the way. I loved him in A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. He was so good as the oh, yeah. drunk dad. Sam oh, Shepard. I mix up that. Sam Shepard and oh, Chris Sam Cooper Shepard. constantly. Okay, I can see that constantly. Yeah. Those two it just exist in the same space. Anyway, yeah. Sam Shepard, uh, Lone Star. If if you want to go back and see great, I think oh, I, I think my that. favorite Chris Cooper thing. And he really had a he really Lone had a type before good. the before that. Like uh, yeah. my my first memory of Chris Cooper is in the uh, miniseries Lonesome Dove. Oh yeah, and and like that's just a that's just a thing. Like if you're in Lonesome Dove, that you you're a thing. You're, yeah, you're gonna, yeah, that, you know, that you're lost wear, a lot of career. You're going to yeah. wear a cowboy hat for a while. I don't think he has been anything <laughs> I didn't like, except maybe Cars 3. I think maybe that was... Hey, Cars 3, I didn't know you had hate for Cars 3. Cars 3... Oh, no, it's Cars 2 that I don't like. Cars Cars 3 did to, to uh, did the Cars franchise what Toy Story 3 did to the Toy Story franchise. No, they oh, did not. Please. Cars 2 please. is bad. Three that, was, would have, that would imply that the Toy, Stories, uh, <laughs> Toy Story series sucked before <laughs> the Toy Story. Toy Story 4, good. 3, yeah. suck my toes. Yeah. 2, great. Sure. 1, classic. Yeah. Whatever. American Beauty won a, didn't he win for that? Best oh, supporting. I think he did, or at least yeah, best supporting. We talk about American Beauty still? Is that American one? Yeah, we can talk it. about it. Okay, Listen, I still want to talk about Baby Driver, and I think that people need to see Baby Driver despite the fact <laughs> that, that such Kevin, a great Kevin film. Spacey is in it. It's yeah. so good. Yeah. yeah. I just yeah, want so I just want to correct. And not because of Spacey. I don't have any problem because. watching movies with him in it. It doesn't bother me. Right. Just watch I just want to correct. Cooper won his Oscar for adaptation. Oh, uh, adaptation. Right. But he was yeah. nominated for American Beauty, though, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Had to be. That thing was huge. Everybody was nominated for that. The, the hell, the no. bag in that film was nominated. <laughs> best best supporting uh, sack. Yeah. Yes, sack. <laughs> yeah, Walmart bag or whatever the hell that was blowing around. Um, but yeah, so he's, he's awesome. Just love that guy. Chris Cooper for, for yeah, the win. Chris Cooper. But he often yeah. plays this character of... You're a man of some power, but you're kind of yeah. corrupt, and right. you're not really doing this right. And you get effed in the end. It always happens to him. Here's my favorite. Here's my favorite Chris Cooper award for the movie Lone Star. He won uh, the award for best actor from the Lone Star Film and Television Award. <laughs> I, named, uh, named, I just, had the same name as the movie he was in. I, I love it. How yeah. can you not? Uh, yeah, you have to. Yeah. Yeah, I can't find uh, Lone Star. Did the Steakhouse win Best Steakhouse in those awards? 
there it is. Lone Star. Nice job, Brian. Nice. I like that. That uh, must be a Texas thing. It's like for film and television made in Texas. That, sure. And it's called the Lone Star Film and Television Awards. Yeah. I just, I just freaking love that. Like, that's how you, that's how you pander to that little. <laughs> totally. Group. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I have to say, I'm sorry. I just looked at Lone Star's cast, and uh, no longer with us actor uh, Clifton James, who died in 2017 at the age of 96. Yeah. Uh, wow. He's not in our movie today, but he may as well be our IMDb bad photo of the week. So check this out. Yeah. Oh, okay. Clifton James. Chat. Give, 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 give me a little Clifton James. Now was this, <laughs> was this like his last? <laughs> Last but no, okay. This is when he was. Uh, oh yeah, yeah isn't that I great? Did, oh, that's awesome. I love right. is, he, is that a tongue? It is. That's that cheap, or is be it just a bunch of chaw? Chaw. Yeah. yeah. He is definitely stopping a trucker for something right there. That's what he's doing. Listen, yeah. I feel like we have no shortage of a great IMDb photo of the week with uh, the 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 pen hitman oh no it was the other it was the last hitman guy. Where is it? Right. I remember. I remember seeing this and saying, "Oh, that has oh, to the, be our. the super skinny guy." Gabriel Mann. Yeah, Gabriel yeah. Mann. Oh, now, what's he doing? That? I mean, oh, what's he doing in this great. photo? What's, what's He's holding up his face with his chin, or he's pulling suspenders? He's pulling suspenders. He's pulling suspenders. He's managed to get his both of his hands in his profile photo. Oh, How do you great. do that? In the photo, when it's just a little circle, when you search for him, it just looks yeah. like his hand. he's holding them up like he's about to tell you something really cool. But and when you <laughs> yes, zoom in, right. you zoom in, and it's like, no, here's my vest fingers. That's weird. <laughs> now, right, now, back to, now back to Clifton James for just a second. His IMDb is the, the sheriff, but which sheriff is he? Is this from Superman 2 or is this from Live and Let Die? Superman oh, 2. Sure, uh, right. I think it's Superman 2. He was in two of those. He's not covered in a cape, so I don't see how he could. Well, no, they, I think that photo, uh, I can't remember. Superman 2, he is prominently featured as a com, kind of comedic. Oh, moments. that's the, it says MGM stamped on it, so that's got to be James Bond. Okay. Oh, it could be, be James okay. Bond. But he was in two James Bond films. There was like a later one where after all the events of Live and Let Die, he like bumps into James Bond at a resort or something. Oh, yeah. With his wife. Yeah. Oh, look at this. By I didn't know way. this. So sorry, but our nerd, my nerd uh, nerve is tingling. Gabriel Mann with his fingers and his stupid thing. Yes. Uh, he is known as the voice, the current running voice of Bruce Banner in all animated oh, um, really? uh, stuff that, that Marvel does. So hmm. Earth's Mightiest Heroes series. He was Bruce Banner back in, uh, let's see, Wolverine and the X-Men TV series. He was also Bruce Banner in 2008. Like that's your that's that's your Bruce Banner okay. on on uh, when yeah. you don't have to show your face. Want to cool. look at that? Yeah, he's so pretty now, good with a with a know. pen with a pen can, in his hand. Talk, yeah, can we now talk about this ridiculously bad movie poster? Yeah, let's do it. Oh, oh yeah, sure. the Bourne supremacy. Yeah, sure, it let's is, do it. I'm I am supremacy, believe yeah. me, I am not a graphic designer. I am not that's an expert dainty. on graphic design. I am an amateur consumer <laughs> of graphic design. This thing <laughs> I'm is just a lawyer that fell in some or caveman that fell in some ice. Freaking terrible poster! It is it, it it offends me. This poster. Wow! And it's like a bunch of levels. For one, okay, you have Matt Damon on the run. That makes some sense. He's a little he's a little weirdly blurred in some spots, but not others. Okay, yeah, whatever. Motion blur on the sides. No, it actually is all focusing in right on his crotch. They put they put that blur straight to his. Yeah, crotch. look at that. There's a central the, the vanishing point is his yeah. groin. Yeah, yeah. It's totally yeah. true. So yeah. on first blush, there is a person running behind him that is not in the movie. I don't know who that is. That's on her. first blush, that's, that's her. That's, that's looks her like yeah, yeah. some weird cop wearing a hat, like they're in <laughs> Russia. <laughs> it's it does not. At they they caught her at the top of the bounce. 
Right. You are not seeing what some, what you're going to see in the movie at all. Whatever that is behind him <laughs> wearing like a, wearing a sleeve that looks like it has big leather stitching. Yeah, I don't even know. Yeah, leather, yeah, it's that leather sure. thing she wore into yeah. the bank. That the It's thing. so, it's so weird. The, <laughs> you're, the, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. The poster, the poster is divided up into six quadrants or whatever you call six sixths, yeah. but they're not even sixths because the reticle lines, for some reason, go right up against the word Matt. And so it looks like right. Matt Damon is Jason Bourne. <laughs> and, the- then, <laughs> and then like, oh, just like, it's not I don't know. Everything yeah. somebody's taking just, a shot at her knee. That's where the yeah. reticle actually is yeah, focused on. Yeah. Oh, weird. She's like she's missing a leg down there from the knee down. Yeah. Yeah. yeah just shot her yeah. leg off with those crosshairs. Yeah. And then and then there's two other th- scenes in this poster. <laughs> One right. of which is great. He's gonna kiss her. You need to go see this movie because mm-hmm. he mm-hmm. is gonna kiss that face. Yeah. But then right. the other one is like, uh, dancing in fully clothed, baggy clothing. <laughs> Where it looks like it's a, a dance fight. where you hold your partner's ankle. It looks like a yeah. fight. It just looks like you're trying. He's trying to steal his backpack or something. He's wearing that big baggy sweater. Looks like to me. Yeah. It's freaking gotcha. terrible. <laughs> There's also but, we we didn't mention it, and if those at home aren't checking this for themselves, it's kind of got that blue orange combo that yes, everyone is cool in the, in the 2000s. Yeah, they still yeah. do. Like video games, lots of play, lots of stuff. It's just. That uh, yeah. color combo it's, became the de facto thing, and there's probably some sciences to why there is science to it. Your, I mean, it's, yeah. it's warm uh, against you know cool colors. I just, so I mean, I just googled sure. I just googled movie posters and the letter B, and it was like blue and orange. <laughs> blue and orange. Yeah. You get some blue and orange, do you? Complementary yeah, colors. Sure. One says warm. One says cool. What is going on? I don't know. You got to go <laughs> see this movie, The Born Identity. Yep, I just did a search for. Blue, let's see blue and orange movie posters it's it's striking there's so many yeah it's yeah. like yeah uh, even is. old it stuff makes sense like because there are complementary colors yeah but like and, even like yeah. blade runner 2049 one of my favorite movies ever made is that should have a zero that should only be blue and green i agree yeah. that it's, nothing else. it's kind of a weird blue so i'll give him that i guess but right um i'll okay. share that so you guys can uh, see a it. steely blue or something yeah it's like a and it's the harrison ford side of the of the, of the shot which i don't know what that's supposed to imply like oh it's cool over here or something right which it's makes no sense because he's, he's get over in, here guys it's warm he's in irradiated vegas so i don't know why that would be the cool yeah. side but oh anyway oh, uh, that's a cool one though because it's almost like the humans split from the replicants almost yeah but not and they're, and they're the replicants are, yeah, the replicants are, are looking one direction, right? No. Mm-hmm. Yes. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. No, Complex. Kind of. Yeah. Sort of. Oh, that's interesting. No, because she's... Wait. Is he a... Is a Jared Leto a human? I don't remember. I mean, not in real he's life. A human. No, in real life, he's oh, not a human. Oh, wait a minute. Or was he... In real life? He was at one, at one point in time, he was a human. I'm trying to remember now. Now i got to go back and watch well, it. Well, it's oh, morbid time. Get in there. You got a morb. Um, morbid. So even like Guardians of the Galaxy, I just put in there. It's just... This motif is it's here to stay, yeah. everybody. We're stuck yeah. with it. Yeah. There's just no getting around it. Classic. Can, can uh, I give you one Broncos, more? Broncos have that. So, hey, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> that is yeah. good. Yes. I got Randy. one more complaint about this movie. Go. This was just Go. Like, Before weird. we do clips, I need to hear one more complaint. This blew my mind. <laughs> so, um, so, of course, Jason Bourne lucks out into getting to go to like this uh, magically nice compound to hide out, but uh, Clive Owen finds him there anyway. And right. uh, Clive Owen's sitting out in a field. As as one does when you're trying to snipe, right? Mm-hmm. Killing dogs, sure. And he's got—I know—he killed the dog. 
he's got a he's got a sig sg550 it's a it's a pretty good gun like it's yeah yeah it's pretty it's a you know it's a like a all-purpose rifle you can use this for for everything and it's got a huge suppressor on it and it's a nice big telescopic sight and so like he's gonna shoot jason Bourne from a, a great distance and then as he realizes jason Bourne is coming at him uh he starts like uh disarming himself it's yeah, the weirdest yeah. thing. He's yeah. breaking he's so, it down. He's breaking down the yeah. He's got to break down the rifle. Gotta get out of here, man. So now uh, the next time you see him with that gun, it's missing the sights and the suppressor. I don't know why right. he would do that. There's no reason he would do that. And then the next time you see him, he just drops the whole gun. Yeah. Goes to a pistol, <laughs> and it's like, dude, you have a you really a good, good gun. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I. It's the weirdest freaking thing. I don't understand. I like the move. I I can't be. You can't explain this. As I, as a layman, I felt like it was a natural thing that snipers usually do, and they break down and try to escape an area. So it's like some kind of. It's like a trope, short language for stupid people like me, because I was still hung up on. Why did those bullets only go into the surface of his skin, and why did that make him pass out? How long was he in the water? Dude, that kind of thing. Jason Bourne's running around with a 12 gauge shotgun that probably weighed seven pounds. He's like, and like not an accurate weapon, right? Not a very, I mean, it's, you could scare the hell out of somebody with it, but birds. you're not, you're not going right. to be able to get <laughs> scared birds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good point. It's just, it's just yeah. freaking weird. That whole thing. Like it just bugged me because it's like this movie, it's an unforced error that this movie didn't need to make. He, they shoot the septic tank or is that a propane thing? Okay, it was gas. I couldn't sure. All right. Because it created a big black light. Like, don't you have to shoot those cloud. twice to make them explode? You can't shoot them once because once it doesn't, it's not going to spark it. You have to have I mean, a 12 gauge shotgun is like shooting something yeah, 15 that's times. So that's Yeah, true. that's yeah. a good point. But there's also a lot of range on that. He shot far away with that shotgun. Yeah, too far. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's but okay. I wasn't there for the. It, the bullet accuracy, the obviously. Accuracy, I, yeah. <laughs> I was I was there for the conversation, to be honest. I really liked that bit where he kneeled down, what's yeah. his name's about to check out, and there's this final yeah. kind of coming together of these that two these two. And then immediately guys. followed by the most tense conversation in the movie. Like the conversation that you kind of hang the whole movie on, which is Jason Bourne and Marie outside that car with Iman Honkin and like, let's go, let's go, let's go. Mm-hmm. Because like in that moment, he's gotta get across way more than they're gonna actually say. <laughs> You know, mm-hmm. right. And I actually I was really impressed. I felt like that worked. It worked yeah. really well. I agree. And it it helped me get to the final scene without, you know, feeling like it was all wrong. Yeah, because yeah. there it was going to be there was a tendency for this and any other movie in their final third to go put your head down and now I'm going to kill everybody, you know, like just like here's where right. I really pop off. And there's some of that in this movie, but they punctuate it with these moments like that that I think really sell it. And make it right. so you're not you're not just like okay here we go full Terminator mode all right and then and then Iman <laughs> makes her get in the backseat I love that part yeah that's pretty good uh, that poor guy jeez um, yeah. all right let's do some clips I got a bunch here all lined up for us to play today and um, I'm going to start with this one I just wrote this guy because we never really heard this from him guy. again but he annoyed no, me this guy in the this beginning guy. I, and he never maybe he's our chick in the bucket i don't know but anyway here he is that's nikwana wambosi speaking in paris the day before yesterday he was an irritation before he took power he was a problem when he was in power and he's been a disaster for us in exile never heard that guy again that was all we got i know thank god yeah it was Boy, it didn't need a lot of, packed a lot of backstory into that yeah, little it sentence did. And this is a, I picked a little music riff to play. This is an odd thing because it just is a weird mix. I'll just play it and we can talk about it here. It's 
there's a little Dieter Dieter house mm. music in the background. Of- Dude, yeah, I'm totally playing some 2002. Uh, what am I playing? Maybe I'm playing some uh, Dreamcast. Yeah, that's a Dreamcast yeah, race track game for sure. Yeah, yep. Mm-hmm. That's like Dreamcast. Uh, uh, what's the one where you tag everything? Well, uh, Jet Set Radio. That was a oh, there Jet Set Radio. The yeah. sliding on yeah. rails. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that reminded me of. All right. Uh, oh, this is. I got some Brian Ibbett on a date. Uh, audio. Oh, I know, I know, and this never happens. This was such a rare thing. Um, this was sent by your mom. I don't know how she captured it. Your mom. I don't know the context <laughs> here. I think, your mom. <laughs> uh, I think you were. I don't know. Maybe you hired a prostitute for this date. Maybe it wasn't prom. It was something else. <laughs> That's a, maybe your mom hired the prostitute. So we don't 86, know how desperate. Eighty-seven. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But this is what you said to her. Here you go. Look, you drive. I pay. It's that simple. Jeez. I, I, yeah, I don't know what you mean by drive. Well, no, it was, she was a driver, Scott. Oh, like Come a car. On. Oh, oh, yeah. no. oh! I, I see the driving. I, I you thought know. you meant yeah. you know penis in the vagina oh. driving. Yeah, here's a here's a thing. Oh, this is I love German swearing, and this is a uh, uh, shit in German, and she whispers it. Scheiße, scheiße, scheiße. Oh, that's so hot, dude. She's so hot. Five times. She's so hot. Yeah, it's her, it's her swear word. Yeah, she yeah, loves it's it. A, there's your PG-13 right there. Is that there. how you get around the PG-13? Yeah. Uh, yeah, there you go. Scheisse. Scheisse. Oh, my gosh. So attractive. Okay, here's... Uh, uh, oh, I don't know what this is. I want to go deep. Oh, I want to go deep. I want to go deep. I want to go, deep. Deep. Want to go so deep. Chris Cooper. I'm Chris Cooper. I'm going deep. Um, okay, here's a scene that if... I had to turn the volume up to make sure I was hearing what I thought I was hearing. So this is surprising. But hear, hear the whole thing out. It's about five seconds. Six seconds. Here you go. Do you mind if I... Use the bathroom. Uh, sure. Weird, right? Like she just kind of—you wow. can tell she had to go. Awesome, boy. I mean, and, and she—is she really used the bathroom? I mean, <laughs> usually when somebody says, "Gonna use your bathroom," they just go take a pee, right, and then they come back out. No, She's she was like using this bathroom, showering, washing yeah. her teeth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, yeah. I yeah. love Scott that you managed to find a real girly fart. Do you it was mind like a super girly. <laughs> I did that on purpose. I'm so glad you noticed. I had to. I had to actually search the internet. For oh, quiet, fart. indiscreet fart, or whatever words I use to find Please, it. Please, you recorded that yourself during an episode of TMS. I wish. I wish. <laughs> I wish that was my fart. I love I love he has a butt mic yeah. just at the ready, just in case. Yeah, yeah just in case. Just in case. All right. Uh, here's, oh, when I go to Walmart. Do you have a hat or a scarf or something? Yeah, that's why I go when I get to Walmart. I mm-hmm. ask that. Sure. Um, here's, uh, oh, I like the sound of glass being tapped. I found some ASMR for me. This is, this is her tapping uh-huh. on a, yeah. um, phone booth while he's in there and it's all glass and it sounded like this. Oh, I just like that. Oh yeah. I did. Very satisfying. Did li- yeah. yeah. I, about I did it. like the, I did like how they, the, the humor of that overcomplicated plan that he set up for the whole <laughs> Heist yes. thing, and she comes out right. and goes. Oh, he Coming smiled at me. I just asked and, for it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was pretty good. Rom com. I need to find. <laughs> I need to find ASMR that works on me because, like. I as I said this before, I keep like coming across TikTok videos where it makes me angry. Like yeah. it actually offends me the sound of someone trying to do ASMR. Yeah, right. But For I'm me, sure that there's something out there. Something's something. out there. For me, honestly, it's 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 women with European accents of any kind. That gets me. <laughs> I'm like, it doesn't matter where. Learned something very uncomfortable about Scott today. Yeah. I'm like sure. very. Yeah. I'm like the opposite of a lot of people. Like, uh, th- there's radio voices that I don't like. Like Ira Glass hurts me for some reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. And most people are fine with Ira Glass. Well, it's also unique. I mean, his voice, his take is such a unique take. It's not like your normal voice. 
for radio, right? Like, I, and I think that probably does take some people some getting used to, but I don't know. Ira Glass is like unmistakably Ira Glass, and I think yeah, that's I why. Could, I, coming back to the movie, I could listen to Brian Cox all day, even when oh, he's doing man. a bad American accent. He sounds great. Yeah, Brian Cox is great. All hey, hail. Hey, Brian is he Cox. not American? No, he's Scottish, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, really? And it's like hundred percent Scottish, right? Yeah, he's Scottish. That's crazy. I have we seen. I mean, what movie have we seen where he uses? Uh, um, I can tell you everything I've voice. seen. Right, Braveheart, Succession, Braveheart, oh, right? Braveheart, right? Okay, yeah, but but oh, you may. Have, I assume he was just faking that, right? Yeah, you. May, I was going to say you could assume it. he's faking that voice in there. And I'm telling yeah. you, if you if you ever want to understand how to pronounce the names of single malt scotches, go look up Brian Cox <laughs> names Scotch on YouTube. Oh, there funny. are dozens really? of videos, dozens okay. of videos, and he's sitting in a leather chair, and he has the bottle and a glass with for each video hmm. of each all the different scotches and then he says glenfiddich in his in his <laughs> scottish accent and then he's and he's lagavulin then i'd argue he does a great american accent because yeah, i've been fooled yeah. this entire time yeah. he's yeah. in um, he does one. lord of the rings in, the war for roar him rim it's filming yeah. now what is that i don't know but he's oh, in bob animated. the builder mega machines you know what is that sure Oh my gosh! I'm so excited for all this. Oh, he's in Can Black, he build Blade. It? I'm, I just started yeah, that Blade Runner, Bla, uh, yeah. Blade Runner Black Lotus thing. I just started um, oh, oh. the animated thing. He's yeah, in the that. animated thing. Yeah, seems okay so far. It's all right. The fighting yeah, scenes are because cool. I remember when I started watching that. Uh, Steven Schleicher said, "Yeah, you should watch uh, Arcana or the, the League of Legends thing on Netflix." And I started watching them, going, "Oh wow, okay, this is so much better." <laughs> Arcane? Ruined, oh, Arcane ruined, is a lot better. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he ruined uh, Black Lotus for me because that was so much better. Yeah, Arcane is a step above all of it, but yeah, um, but I I don't oh, know whatever. Arcane, not Arcane, yeah, yeah, it's Arcane. The, the so the the um, what was I trying to say? The um, I can't think of what I was going to say. <laughs> just made a fart noise. Oh, no, That's all I could come up really with. Really good. It, it was, was going to be awesome. Really just imagine something awesome. Yeah, imagine something great. Uh, it yeah. will be clean. Is this? I told you we'd clean this up. It will be clean. It will be clean. They sound like the same. Okay, voice. Julius Dial. Yeah. <laughs> it will be clean. Yeah. It will be clean. All right. Might be Kane. So I'm Kane. Hey, I just had a meeting as Kane. They no, said. No, no, no. I'm definitely Kane. I just had a meeting as Kane, and he knew me as Kane. Okay. So you're Kane. I, I laughed at that part because that was fantastic. He just he, couldn't let it go. No, and he wouldn't let like, her talk. And she was like going to tell him that Kane is dead and she's seen the body. And right. he's like, shut yeah. up for a second, Matt Damon. Go poo on your potatoes. And you'll survive on Mars. Calm, calm down. I can't square it with the rest of the story, though. I, I, I need to understand what Kane he was in Kane. What was Kane doing? Right. right. Like, I need to understand, that. and it's never going to tell you. No. And then it goes right into a scene where he just basically storms a morgue, and I love that scene. <laughs> I love that scene so freaking much. Yeah. When he when he goes, he's like, oh, "Okay, I'll sign in. I'll sign in." Like I yeah. love that scene. I, I love that you scene so much. You have to make for, an appointment. <laughs> I love that scene for several reasons. First of all, all junior level morticians are easily bribed. Yeah. I love that trope. <laughs> yeah. And I love the fact that he's, you know, he really hasn't pushed anybody around except those nerdy ass morticians. And yes, then he's like, right. he's like pushed them around and stuff. Literally really pushed fantastic. them around. Too, Literally. Yeah. yeah. Any scene where people are standing around saying, don't, no, you can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> I love the, yeah. I like What those, is their yeah. hate for morticians? I mean, there hasn't been a good mortician except. Uh, for Dan Aykroyd's betrayal 
uh, in uh, in that movie where that was my so girl? sad that made me no, cry. My it? girl, that's it. My yeah. girl. Oh yeah. Uh, d- uh, better. What was it? Six feet under. Good morticians. Oh, best best go. representation of morticians ever. Oh, you know who's a good mortician? Uh, Brian mortician? Cox in the movie. Um, <laughs> oh. Hold on, it's called. I, rec- I highly recommend this actually. Um, wait, am I thinking of the wrong? actor i think it's him oh no like that's the it the, uh, am i 20, thinking of a dream i had it's 2016's the autopsy of jane doe uh, oh it's, yeah I it's a that. horror movie yeah. thing but he's great in it and he plays yeah. a mortician so there's i, wanna, I wanna, either recommended that or something years ago i, I did think. yeah way back in early recommendals the, yeah I, I think the best mortician is angelica houston okay <laughs> oh i see what okay. you're okay. Morticia see morticia. Yeah. Great. yeah she's a morticia mm. Metician. Anyway, here's a. Uh, uh, does oh. your vacation start yet, Randy? Oh, we're almost there. We're almost there. <laughs> almost there. All right, we're gonna I'm just play. Get all these out. I gotta get it all done. Sure. <laughs> I labeled this one anything so cuter than a British kid talking, and here it is. He's not anywhere. I think I think it's the He's greatest accent. If you're a little kid and you got a British accent, you're gonna go places. Yeah. Well Charlie done, bit me. Hello. Char- Hello. It's not anywhere. Okay. All right, Jason Bourne oh, saying yeah. this. Pont Neuf. All right, that's fun. No, and, you, uh, that just killed me because yeah. he it was he he obviously was having trouble saying that because he 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 dissected he that. Really, yeah. He really he yeah. really like pushed it. Yeah. Yeah. Pont Neuf. The the German earlier sounded legit, although I'm sure a German person would tell me it was awful, but it sounded okay right, when sure. he was talking in German. I don't know. Who, who knows? We don't know. We're dumb Americans. Here's a here's a broken weapon thing. You're a malfunctioning $30 million weapon. Oh, geez. All right. Ooh. Yeah. Now, to finish things out, I heard a sound effect used in here, a, foley, a little bit of Foley work that reminded me immediately of something else. So I went through the trouble of both capturing this and then finding the thing that I thought it reminded me of. So I think this gun cocking sounds like a certain video game. Listen. That sounds like GoldenEye. Oh, yeah. GoldenEye? Yeah. 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 So I went and I thought, you know what? Right I should time. find that out and see if this is actually the same sound they use in GoldenEye. So I went and found GoldenEye, got to a clip where I could hear a gun cock, and here's what that sounds like. So it's not quite close. the same. Sped up. No, it's close. It could be sped up. It, I think it's yeah. a matter of speed. I think they might have sped it up. Yeah. It did feel like it was so immediately familiar to me that yeah. I it took me out and it's while he's falling on the body and shooting the dude as he drops oh really okay. I couldn't yeah. I couldn't hear anything over my own laughter yeah exactly so anyway for those who also heard it at home not quite the same but we're getting there <laughs> who worked man. best a yeah, little, little bit of a little bit of studio work there and you got it Nailed sure it. sure sure all right now uh, we got this now It's the film sack checklist. Speaking was of, was the uh, gun cock in that little segment you just played? No, that's you know what that is. That thing I just played <laughs> is from um, uh, Mission Impossible One, which is funny because we okay. mentioned it today. It's when he lands on that car in his own sort of ridiculous moment of stupid. Anyway, right. here's your checklist for this week: kick ass fighting still works. Check. German mm. girl needs a mint. Check. Because <laughs> uh, throw up. Brian Cox never changes. Check. Nope. Uh, Star Trek Connections, I got to think there's at least something here, right? Uh, there's just one, and it's not good. 
Yeah. Um, someone named David Selberg plays someone named Marshall. Yeah, that's it. In this movie, that's that's it. I don't know uh, anything. Paramount, else get a Brian Cox up in your Star right? Trek before uh, it's too late. I'd love that. I agree. That of course, right great. now, uh, Strange New Worlds only casts people who are freaking gorgeous and have tall hair. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, anyway, David Selberg plays Marshall in this. He was in three different Star Trek series, one episode each as three different characters. So in Star Trek, the next generation, he played a character named Waylon in Voyager. He played a character named Toscat and in enterprise he played, and this is just the saddest credit in enterprise. He played Vulcan captain. Oh, oh. well, everyone needs a good Vulcan captain uh, soundtrack. Great. I'm going to give it a BA for pretty badass. I, I liked it a lot. Um, good, good mix of uh, cinematic and some weird early aughts electronica and the Moby song at the end is great and it's it's good. We've said it before. I just got to say it again. John Powell, you are a genius. Yeah, he's great. The the like the music in this movie that is like playing when he's fighting or playing when they're traveling or so forth, it's just top notch. Yep. You can't you can't get better. Yep. Yeah. Still, I mean, I always say, we always say it but how to train your dragon is one of the greatest freaking mm. soundtracks ever made. Um, yeah. and he did that. He, if, and if you don't love star solo, a star Wars story, don't <laughs> sleep on the soundtrack. It's fantastic. It's really, yeah. really oh, good. I love the soundtrack. Oh. I have, I have all of those, but like I, I will listen to the rogue one and then the solo scores just back to back. This is a guy that jumps from, he does a lot of animated films and kids fair and then can jump straight over to some serious hardcore thing. Like he's, he's really, really great. If you haven't heard him in a while, go go do it. All right. Um, oh, I didn't realize he got his really big start from Ants. He did the music John, for. Oh, yeah. wow! Yeah, from, really? I just <clears throat> I just fired it up the other day. That's hard to. Uh, yeah, Ants is hard to watch. Uh, Bugs Life is a little easier to watch, which was the competing yeah. movie that that year. But you know what's really hard to watch? And I did it yesterday with Van. The original uh, Toy Story. It's really hard to watch. Everybody, I, yeah, all the okay. humans look like shit. Like it's it's an amazing. Don't get me wrong. Story's great. Music's great. Acting's great. The toys wow. are the toys are fine. But anytime a human is represented, it's the most wow. like three D studio Max two point looking bullshit you've ever seen. <laughs> really? Yeah, uh, it's bad. It does oh, not hold up. Oh, so you can just give hate to Toy Story one, and I get shit for Toy. No, Story. No, 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 no. You yeah. only dis you only dislike it for story reasons. I'm I'm talking like the t- um, animation and tech. That's all I'm. Well, no, that's totally different. Uh, yeah. When they have uh, so like you know at, at uh, Disney where they've got the people walking around in mascot costumes and they have the Buzz yeah. Lightyear and the Woody and whatever, when they have the I can't remember what the uh, the the bully kid's name is. Sid, with the, Sid, Sid, thank you with the braces. When they have him at Disney uh, Disneyland or Disney World, it's yeah. just a dude. Yeah. It's actually it's yeah, dude. I love like it. A big head I just dude. saw. Just a dude. I just yeah. saw a hilarious. I hadn't really thought about it, but somebody posted a picture of uh, the the Sid toy version. For the Toy Story when it was released, and it was like, oh, how the tables have turned because he's a toy. Yeah, yeah. Said, oh, but look at this thing. I'm just putting it in chat. Yes, yeah. it is great. Yeah. Freaking horrendous. It's so bad. That so reminds me <laughs> of Jimmy Neutron. I yeah, I still love Jimmy Neutron too. By the way, yeah, just, nothing wrong with Jimmy Neutron, but there's just this. Right. Uh, you know, it's '95. It, this is groundbreaking yeah. at the time. One frame took eight days to render or whatever. Like, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. I get where we were, there's but you know, it's boy, the tech has changed. It's so oh, much there's better. The, there's yeah, the, kid the kid who plays, uh, yeah, and it makes such a genius move. It makes sense. He should just be a guy. That's it makes funny. Sense. I, I don't know. There should have been a big bobblehead 
CGI nightmare. That's what they should have done. Right. But be really scary. That would probably scare the kids, though. If you had that CGI thing that you had and put that on top of one, it'd be like Nightmare City. Yeah. These faces are just terrible. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Well, I'm done going down this rabbit hole. Let's move on uh, to the uh, Twitter post. This is where you guys sum it up in 280 characters or less. And I think this week we're going to go out on a limb and start things with Randy. Yeah, I got just in under the wire here. Yeah. The Born Identity. A woman CIA field agent operating a listening station in Paris is suddenly told to pack it all up. Before she can finish the teardown, a man bursts in and beats the shit out of her boss. Now she's in love. But he doesn't even know she exists coming this fall on FX. Oh. <laughs> I always expect the Saturday like the Night of its house. On I, I expect the Saturday Night of its house, it's, too, but I'm so glad it wasn't there because yeah. it just wouldn't fit. No, nope. But, I mean, tell me you don't love that as an idea story. Yeah. Oh, that's oh, great. Yeah. That's great. Isn't that's, that what part two is? Part yeah. two is kind of that, yeah. Because it's in, well... For a bit, because he's still with German lady in the beginning, but I think something bad happens to her, right? It always happens. That pisses me off in part twos. Don't destroy romance from one to introduce two. Keep the romance going. Well, look. Come on, Star Wars. I don't when, care if it is his sister. Yeah, <laughs> I was just going to say, <laughs> how do you feel about Star Wars? And you answered it before I could ask. That's fantastic. All right, Brian Dunaway, it's your turn. The born identity, like $20,000 for a ride to Paris. I want my money back. Yeah. Hashtag not in front of the little yachties. Yeah, don't do it in front of them. <laughs> the little yachties. Uh, finally, it's Mr. Brian Ibbett. The Born Identity. Anyone who says they don't like this movie is full of shysa. Oh, very nice. Shysta. I like it. Ooh, ooh, look at this. I was just handed alternative titles. This is crazy. It was almost called the Backwards Sweater Affair because for <laughs> half the movie, you wore that sweater backwards. It was weird. It was weird. I um, hated that sweater. That sweater yeah. sucked. Uh, or Good Pill Hunting. Get it? Oh, Get it because yeah. it's will hunting. Yeah. Oh, they had all those enhancing pills they had to take to whatever, and so I yeah. mashed right. it together and made. Do you have a headache? Do you have a headache? Yeah, yeah. me too. Yeah. everybody does. Come on, guys. Everyone has a, I have a headache. Got a headache. I have one right now. Doesn't mean anything. It's actually true. I do have one right now. Uh, here's emails. These are a couple of quick emails that we were sent to us by our listeners. Uh, Filmsack at gmail.com is the email ad- address to use. You guys are always great. Um, I wish we could read every single one on the show. Uh, many of them I just replied to, but Bradford wrote in. And said, hello, I would like to stay anonymous for a bit longer. Oh, I called him Bradford. Shoot. Oops. Uh, <laughs> well, sorry. Maybe we just skipped that first sentence. Yeah, maybe that <laughs> sentence goes away. Anyway, he says, I want to do that before I have more substantial contributes to the or contributions to the film sack effort. Anyway, I've come across a trope that I wasn't sure if it was in your trope library. I call it the hapless, occasionable, occasional useful princess trope. It mm. comes from uh, very much in the Stargate universe, third series. It had to be two seasons. Uh, the hapless princess abandoned and amongst our cast. Uh, some sort of event does, uh, does or doesn't take place affecting her worldview. The princess then breaks out random superpowers and plot hole filling devices. Only from time to time, though. This could be a variation of the uh, DSX Machina or Science uh, or make something up to finish the script. Mm-hmm. Best mm-hmm. wishes, guy's name I said earlier won't say it now. Stargate! Um, yeah. You it's beautiful uh, thing, you. That is... That is common. I feel like uh, Firefly was that with with River. Um, yeah. She she was just yeah. like this weird psycho case until she suddenly had power to kill everybody. Well, and on on TV tropes, there's a bunch of varieties of this, right? Mm. Mm. So like, there's the damsel out of distress, right? Where <laughs> as soon as as soon as the helpless damsel gets a chance, she starts kicking ass, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. 
And then there's the Lady of War, who was always a fighter, right? Yeah. It's just, mm-hmm. just currently not fighting. And then you find out, oh, yeah. right. Yeah, she's great. Yeah. And then, like, there's the rebellion. Isn't that kind princess. of what Eleven does in the Netflix in series? Yeah. Isn't she kind of, yeah, the Stranger yeah. Things. A bit of that. There's, yeah. a, there's a trope called royals who actually do something. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. It's not a real life uh, uh, thing. Princess yeah. Leia. Yeah. There's a whole category called the tomboy princess, right? Mm-hmm. Oh so, yeah, yeah. I think Princess really, Leia fits really in both those. Stuff. Princess Leia uh, with one foot in each of those tropes. I think. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Not in a bad way, in a good way. Everybody, Just save your emails. Uh, I got another <laughs> email emails. from uh, Corey who wrote in and says, "I have a question for each of you." Oh yeah, this is something. This is something else. Here we go. Okay. Corey okay. Trant is his name. He did not ask to be anonymous, so we'll make sure we I'm use. Ready his name. to answer. Scott, do you sometimes, or sorry, Scott, why do you sometimes forget the names of actors, but you never forget other things they are in or characters they played in previous work? All right, I'll answer this first before I get to, everyone got a question today. Um, I don't know. Sometimes it's easier for me to say Morpheus than it is to say the guy who played Morpheus, whose name I can't even think of all of a sudden. And also, uh, it's easier to remember a hundred films, like the name of the movie and what happened in the movie, mm-hmm. than it is to remember a thousand actors. Yeah, it's right. just easier. It's also because I have the, no because you're. It's way like the thing you're trying to remember is the yeah. most intangible, fleeting thing, as opposed to like, oh, I'm relaxing my brain to think of. Oh yeah, he was Morpheus in the Matrix. He yeah. was Lawrence you know, Fishburne. There you go. Ant-Man it took me a minute. <laughs> <laughs> took me a minute yeah, to yeah. think of Lawrence Fishburne, but I, oh, yeah. but, but yeah, Brian's right. I think that's absolutely correct. And I do it a lot. It's like, if I couldn't remember Brian Cox, I might say, well, when succession came in there and decided to have, uh, uh the other guy killed, you know, that's how I would <laughs> yeah. do it. That's right. just a way to it keep makes, it moving, you well, know? Yeah. Plus it makes more sense in a, in a human perspective because I'll remember a character's name because when we watch film, we kind of become part of the story. And as a result, you feel this connection, whereas an actor's name, I don't feel a connection to most actors because I've never met the actor. So why would I need to know their name? Yeah. There, there's also a thing going on here where we're trying to entertain you and we're trying to entertain each other. And it very often happens that as you're about to say something, your brain flips over to how could I say this funny? Mm. And then you just, <laughs> you know, so you like you instead of saying the name of the actor, you say, here comes the su- succession. Sure. Right. Sure. And like that, because that strikes you as it'll be funnier. To it say also. It and it, yeah. So it covers both both categories. I think it's like, oh, it's a it's a fun way you to guys do are it. But, funny. Oh, well, it can be. Here's one. OK, Randy, your <laughs> question's up next. You ready all. for this? Here we go. Says, Randy, here's your question. Why do you sometimes say you dislike something and then later, often in the same episode, you say you like you like the thing you didn't like just before? The question. I just answered back, the question. Back to the entertainment value of stuff. I didn't, I didn't even know. Yeah, I didn't know I was answering the question before it was asked. No, no, no. Yes, you really right. didn't. You really didn't. I didn't share this with anybody beforehand. I, I, uh, and, and, there's a, and there's a sort of like uh, uh, underlining of it that can happen, right? Where... Um, you're, you're trying to be entertaining, but you're also entertaining yourself, you know, sure. and it's like, like, it's like, as it, we're talking, you are figuring some things out. You're, mm, you're not, right. you haven't like written out this entire episode of film sack in advance. You know, you just have like uh, some things that you want to talk about. And as you talk about them, you're, you can change your whole mind. Like you can evolve everything about what you're thinking along the lines of this is funny, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, sure. I, I love the idea that we're able to change our minds while doing the show. I mean, I, sure. don't, I, yeah. I try not to entrench myself into anything. I'm not going to die on any hills except for a few. And uh, so I, I love you guys changing my mind. It's just like everybody else who has yeah. conversations about movies. That's the whole genesis of film sack is 
of, you know, you go see something with some friends and you walk outside and you just chit chat it up and talk about all the shit you like and didn't like. And yep. And only way, and that makes I think it may it better punctuates the moments where we have serious disagreements, like we did with born or um uh, minority report. minority report, right? Where yeah. you were that was a hill you were going to die on, and a hill I was yeah. also going to die on on the other side of the hill, <laughs> and that makes for really fun punctuated moments that aren't every yeah. time. You know, you don't want yeah. that every movie yeah. or whatever. And, and and by the way, if you'd like to hear more about me drastically changing my mind about how I felt about a movie, uh, subscribe to our Patreon and listen to my bonus episode from a month ago. Yeah, I actually go through. There's a pretty famous movie that I started out hating and ended up it ended up becoming one of my favorite movies of all time. And and how you get from a, a to B is, uh, you know, it's like a natural thing. That's a nice. Mm. Uh, that's a nice sneak peek as to what you can Ooh, get geez. for your Patreon. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Ibit, I got your question. It's the last final I'm question. Here you go. I'm worried, Ibit. Oh no, I'm sorry, Dunaway. Yeah, because Dunaway still a question. Yeah, I, okay. I skipped yours. Sorry. Here's Dunaway's. Hello. Does your brain sound like your intros do? Like chaos mixed with insanity. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, it does. Everything well, that I spew, the intros are the rawest look into how my mind thinks. Mm, it really is. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I'm never thinking about what's funny, what's not funny. I'm always just thinking, you know, I'm always just peeking behind stuff. I'm like a frantic person running into a room and then trying to peek behind every little corner and just look at everything. It serves you well, and I think, uh, yeah. I think it is... No, I've known you long enough. We've known each other since early 2005, I think. Yeah. Um, and this is it's absolutely his brain. This is how his brain yeah. works. I, I, have a, <laughs> yeah. I have a follow-up question for Brian Dunaway because I'm, I'm yes. curious if you've ever discovered this. So uh, I'm known at my place of business for being a very fast writer. Like I can right. I can crank out a thousand words in a couple of hours and uh, I, I have a trick. <laughs> for that mm-hmm. when right. I, you know when i'm given something to write what Copy i'll do based. is I'll, oh. <laughs> I'll go on a walk outside with my iphone and i'll just start talking uh, and, right. and like talking into it recording it and then yeah. i go back to my desk and i transcribe what i said it's yeah. not it's not ready to go i have to then yeah, edit, edit the hell out of it yeah yeah but i can do it all very fast right yeah and i'm yeah. just curious if you have if you kind of do that if you have like a shortcut where you're kind of doing that where you're yeah, sort what of, do you do like that's a great speaking, question speaking sure. to writing right. is what that's I'm a really saying. good sure. question um, how do you do it yeah on the writing part i i really do i just i kind of do the same thing i brainstorm just like everybody else that's what you do you just you just jot down every little stupid thing doesn't matter how dumb it is and then i go through and i copy paste each line that actually seems coherent with my final thoughts after I've watched a film and I just paste it in the thing. And then I try to turn that into a little story. And if I can turn that into a little story, this makes at least some kind of sense. Then I've succeeded. Yeah. Nice. Brainstorming. Nice. It's great. <laughs> Write down everything. Don't leave anything out. All right. Now, good. now to the weirdest question of the bunch. Oh God. For Brian Ibbett. It says this, Ibbett, I know you don't weigh 400 pounds. Yeah, but has okay. anyone? He says, but has anyone ever told you that you have the laugh of a four hundred pound man? That is hilarious. <laughs> I love it. Really? Okay. Yeah. Nobody's ever told me that. And uh, all and right. Now I you cannot know. hear it. I've heard Brian laugh a lot in my time knowing you, and I'd have never once did I go, "Man, that sounds like a four hundred pound man laughing." I know. I can't think of what a four hundred pound Santa four hundred pound man <laughs> laugh sounds yeah. like yeah. but have Santa. do you ever do you ever get this thing that i get where people uh see you for the first time and say you don't look like your voice oh all the time constantly even yeah. on streams yeah. i'm like oh it's my first live stream you guys don't look like what i had in my head at all i'm like oh well yeah that's the way it works thank god i don't look like my voice good <laughs> lord what would I mean, that look like it's hard for me to imagine what any of you look like 
differently because I already know you, right? But if you yeah. listen to somebody like, I don't know, I'm trying to think of a good example of this, Howard Stern or somebody, you never saw him. Yeah. He always yeah. made it really easy to see him early, though. So it's not like you ever... Yeah. You never... never it was not really a time when you couldn't see him. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. It, it happens. Not what you would expect. Now, the yeah. most ominous part of this email is the final words, which are from Corey Trant. He says, that's all for now. And that's it. Okay. <laughs> that's I've all. got it's more coming. if there were three dots. That's all. <laughs> dot, dot, dot. For now. <laughs> yeah. It's a little ominous. But uh, we, we appreciate your email, Corey. We hope we He's like an questions. abusive boyfriend. He gives you a couple of insults, and then you'll come back with some compliments. And next thing you know, you're in love. That's right. Mm. I'll tell you who I, I'm in love with. The following human beings that have supported us on Patreon are getting access to that month old, month old now uh, uh, bonus show that Randy did. The one I just put up yesterday about Mad God on Shudder. And uh, you'll get those every month, plus pre-show content every week, an ad-free experience always, and a bunch of other benefits, including artwork and other stuff. Uh, Patreon.com slash Filmsack is the place to go. Elier McNeil, Scott Lemke, Alan, Terry Steiner, Jeffrey Luckack, Trevor Haight, Michael Harris, Eric Von Oy, Josh, and Rob Walling. These are all people since just last week who've joined our Patreon. Wow, thank um, you. Yeah, it's very nice. You guys are all awesome. We love you all, and we hope you're enjoying all the bonuses that come with uh, supporting your favorite film show. And if you haven't yet, now's the time. Brand new month right here, right now. Patreon.com slash Filmsack for more details. I our just next- want to say again, oh, yeah. hey, if you're about to join the Patreon, change your name to something you want to hear Scott read out loud. I think yeah. it's a funny idea. Oh, yeah. yeah you can do you, it. Yeah, you, you do don't it. have yeah. to use your real name in there if you want to I put something I never think funny. about doing that when I support people on Patreon. I never think about <laughs> making it something funny. I know. Say yeah. a done, done hole way. Done, d- done. Done away hole. Done away hole. Done. There you go. Uh, okay, our next movie. Movie. I don't even know what it is. What is it? What we're we gonna doing? we're gonna watch Empire State. It's our hot action movie summer, oh. and we got a 2013 film starring Liam Hemsworth, Dwayne the Rock Johnson, Emma Roberts. Let's go. Is this a never oh, seen heist it. movie? Never seen it. Heist movie thing or what is this? Uh, I don't want to know. I don't want to know anything yeah, about. I don't it. even want to know. We don't even know yeah. what it's gonna be about. Oh, cool. this is the, well, the next week. We'll be in an empire state of mind. Oh, this is when when uh, Rock was Max uh, when he was the most thumb shape when he looked the most like a thumb. <laughs> yeah, I loved it. That's great. Well, this isn't Lumpy yeah. Hemsworth. It's, it's the other good looking brother, Liam. Okay. Liam Hemsworth. Yeah, Liam. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I like, oh, look at some of these bad guys. Ben Paul Victor. Oh, we're gonna love this. Oh, this is everywhere. Got some Pluto TV. Netflix, of course. Who wants to wow. watch it on there, though? Yeah, he, Brian prefers commercials, so he watches it on yeah. Pluto. Yeah, right. I need a break. Yeah, please turn my two-hour movie into two hours and forty-five minutes with commercials. It's no, always I'm edited kidding. for content. Hopefully, I'll miss a few things. He's. Uh, <laughs> this is interesting. It says, "Let's see, two childhood friends plan to rob an armored car depository, but an NYPD officer stands in their way." <laughs> is the Rock? Is he the cop? He's the cop. And I love the fact that this took place, the filming took place in, not New York, but New Orleans in 2012. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God. People want to know, is Empire State movie a true story? What do you think? Oh, my yeah. God. Oh, it my is. That's Lord. <laughs> yes. All right. Can't wait. I'm in. I'm excited about this. Uh, that'll be so next this, week. this really is new to all four of us. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Weird. Right? We haven't done that in a while. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a while. Yeah. So that'll be next week right here on FilmSack. In the meantime, FilmSack.com, Patreon.com slash FilmSack, and of course, FilmSack at gmail.com. We are also FilmSack on Twitter. That's going to do it for us, for me, for Brian, for Brian, and for Randy. Who am I? We'll see you next time.
This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Yes. Get more at frogpants.com. Pont Neuf.